All right. I'm gonna have fun, and you're gonna have fun. We're all gonna have so much fun when we'll need plastic surgery to remove our files. I would like to extend to you an invitation to the pants party. Please have a party. Feed us drinks. Get us laid. Wait a minute. There's no birthday party for you here. Hey, bro. You mind putting on some pants and find a little weird? I have to dance twice. <laughs> Ooh, sad tissues or happy tissues? Looks like I picked the wrong week to quit amphetamines. Are you sure this is legal? I don't know. It's fun though, isn't it? What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? No sports, no rock, no information. For mindless chatter, we're your station. Cowboy. The Mike Rutherford Show. Yeah, Mo, that team sure did suck last night. They just played sucked. I've seen teams suck before, but they were the suckiest bunch of sucks that ever sucked. Well, I'm packing up my game and I'ma head out west Where real women come equipped with scripts And find a nest in the hills, chill like Flint Buy an old drop top, find a spot to pimp Then I'm a kid, rock it up and down your block With a right. bottle of scotch and watch Not right. buy a yacht with All a right. rag Say you're chilling the most, then rock that up April 19th, this is the Mike Rutherford Show coming to you from the University of Louisville College of Business Studios here in sunny Louisville, Kentucky. Visit business.louisville.edu to see how the UofL College of Business can get you your MBA in just a year, and you can feel like you're being paid to do so in the process. Business.louisville.edu. We're on the air today from 3 until 6 here on 1450 AM, 96.1 FM, streaming all over the land. You know us better as the Big X. Mike Rutherford here with Trevor Kelsey. Back in the saddle today after being off yesterday. Big thanks to Rashawn Myers for filling in. Uh, we had Louisville Bats baseball on earlier today. They walked it off with a 7-6 win over Charlotte. Go Bats. I think this is like two in a row. Three in a row. Three in a row for the Bats now. Don't let us get hot. Don't let us get hot. Uh, props to the Bats getting it done to kick uh, off a big Wednesday here. Trevor Kelsey looking good, feeling good, celebrating a Seattle Kraken victory last night. One step closer to me having to watch Shallow Howe. We'll get into all that good stuff. But first, TK, how are you? How was yesterday? Oh, yesterday. Yesterday was a crack a I guess you could say. Jesus. <laughs> it was already. <laughs> oh, yeah, baby. You bet. Yeah. Uh, it was a good day. Now, the show, the show went fun yesterday. Uh, we missed you. I assume uh, I want to hear about how uh, your practice round resulted in you breaking the course record and making Jeff Gurr cry yesterday. It happened. That's exactly uh, how it happened. I mean... One of those things happened. We'll let you believe which one really did. Uh, and then, um, but yesterday was, I mean, then last night, watched a couple movies, watched a couple, cra- watched some cracking victory. <sighs> yesterday, I got to teach uh, Rashawn what 420 meant. Rashawn didn't know what 420 no meant? No idea. No way. No clue. What? I was, I mean, I, was, I started like just like testing the waters. I was like, well, do you, do you know what a left-handed cigarette is? Are you aware what Mary Jane? Do you, have you heard the term grass? And uh, he he was aware of most of them, but for some reason he had he was completely oblivious. I didn't think the, that there was the, a, a person around our age who didn't know what like four twenty at least person like, around connotation like, from the age of like fourteen up. I, I didn't know what four twenty. I mean, yeah, I mean, I think everybody I went to high school with knew like the you know, nerds, yeah, donors, even, even like, <laughs> you know, smart rich kids. Like everybody kind of knew what four twenty was. Like I, I can see if there's some slang that might be over you know over the head of of a non participator. But like, yeah, it's, it's 420. I mean, it's like, how have you spent like the last six years on Twitter, eight, 10 years on Twitter and not like 
I mean, yeah, one if, day a year. April twentieth. Like, oh, yeah. I wonder what everybody's talking about here. Have you not noticed that? That's very on Facebook. Where, did you? Did, were you wondering what all these memes were about? I mean, so uh, that we did get that. So the, I mean, it was an educational show in, in, in its own way. It sounds like it. it. Sounds like he learned something. Maybe we, we all learned something. We all did yesterday. learn something. <laughs> uh, uh, we talked a little bit about Draymond Green. A little bit about Louisville recruiting. He's not happy with Haley Van Lith and her possible next destination. I don't think anybody is. I don't think anybody is either. Um, so yeah, why do you have the TV on? By the way, is there a game on? It was on when I came in. Oh, okay. I was like, I didn't know if it just got left on yesterday or what. Thought there was something. No. I don't, I well, think- the Reds are playing, but they are, as I pulled into the parking lot, throwing a position player. On the mound for the second straight day, which just should, should let you know how things are going. You remember when Canseco did that, and it was like this, this great joke? Like now it's like this seems like almost commonplace for a team to do it on a day. Save arms. Yeah, you're, you're trying to save some arms. How many, how, 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 many, how many pitchers do you not have on your staff? I, I mean, believe we had Vossler pitching for the second day in a row. I think it wasn't just like, like Vossler has been pitching the last two days because the Rays have been beating us so badly, but we'll always have that game one win. We'll always have that first win. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, but that's the only big sporting event going on right now. I say big sporting event. It's the only sporting event going on that I know right now besides all the, the soccer matches out there that people are tweeting about. But the TV was just on. so I just yeah. Joe Dumars always looks mad. Now, see, this is, this is why we have to turn the TV off because <laughs> you're just going to be. <laughs> why is he so mad? You're just going to be narrating what you see on TV for everybody <laughs> out there listening. He's the head of like Kevin a- Hart. Why is Kevin Hart on first take again? Whatever this is. It's not Kevin. Oh, that is Kevin. Oh, that's- I thought it was Joe Dumars. That's Kevin Hart? No, Kevin Hart's coming on. That, oh. that, that is Joe Dumas. Okay. Well, they're, they're both All short right. black guys. What am I supposed we to do mixed stop up? Here. Um, <laughs> but, so, so the show, besides Rashawn learning about 420, went well? Yes. Yeah. Okay, yeah. good. He, like I said, he vented a little bit about, eight, about Haley, and then, uh, yeah, pretty much. Uh, and then we had, last night, Avs crack in game one. Oh, baby. And if you missed the show on Monday, we have a bet. Uh, if the Avalanche win... Uh, you, what do you have to do again? You, you know, you I got to walk, walk across the big, the, big four, the big four bridge, the big four walking bridge. I feel I'm getting screwed in this bet, by you the way. You said you always wanted to. No, no. I, I, yeah. I, I always wanted to go to the moon. I always wanted to like do a handstand. I always, you can do this. These you, are you, things I'm not going to do. You, you can't know? do the other, the other two things. This is a big difference. You can walk across the bridge. You can make this happen. Uh, and if I, if the crack in advance, <laughs> I've got to watch shallow how finally, so, I feel like I need to sit and make you watch it. Like I have to sit behind. You. I will. I will send you pictures. <laughs> on audio. I want a video. I want. To, I want I'll to, send you videos. I want every, live stream <laughs> every twenty five minutes. I'll send you videos to let you know that I'm still watching when this happens. Oh, you'll get trivia the next day. But well, the Avalanche <laughs> are going to win this series. They're going to come back. But they they uh, lost game one last night. I mean, they got whooped. I would, they, they did. I was dead tired. The only so the I missed the first cracking goal. It happened right at the beginning of the game. The only goal that I saw for the entire game was Miko Rantanen's for the for the Abs. So like to me, the Avalanche played fine. It was it was great. But I missed that. I missed the other two. I fell asleep before like right at the beginning of the second period, uh, and they <laughs> yeah. lost three to one. It was it was. Uh, it was not good news to wake up to. I actually turned. I changed it during the second period intermission. I guess going into third, the Kraken were up two to one, and uh, I I started watching because uh, <laughs> we talked about it the other day briefly. At least I brought up the movie License to Drive with the Corey guy. Was the Corey Corey Haim and Corey Feldman in it? I ended up just watching that. It came on stars. And I was like, ooh. So, <laughs> then I forgot. By the time it ended, it was almost two. And I was like, the game's over. I was like, damn it. And I looked up the score. I was like, we won. My man, McGoober, man, he was he was shutting them down. You got what now? The goalie for the, the Kraken. What's Mc, his name? Mc, Mc, McGoober? Mc, Booger McFarland? Does not start with an M. Um, oh, uh, um, oh, no. It's uh, Garp, Garp, Goober, Goober, Goober? Grubauer. Grubauer. Former Avalanche goalie, yeah, he was very uh, revenge. He was not, yeah, and he was not 
shy about thumping his chest a little bit after the, the nope. uh, after after the game. We're gonna get they're going you're gonna Avalanche gonna win the next four, aren't they? I don't, they don't look. They, they, just, it feels like that moment. As good as last year. It's like that that Sixers moment when they jumped their th- they, they were like we beat the Lakers in game one. Well, yeah, this is gonna be a series. I think it'll be a series. I, I think the Avalanche will win this series, but they have. I don't think they they have a legitimate shot to repeat. I hope I'm wrong, but they look they've just been all season long. The injuries have killed them. They don't have. Um, Landis Gog, their, their team captain's not going to. He hadn't played all season. He's not going to come back for the playoffs. They just they they look a a step or three slower this year. But we'll see. I, right. I think I think they're going to win this series. But I do think it's going to be the Kraken are hot coming into the playoffs. Oh yeah, and they played well against us in the regular season. So we'll see. It's time to get it Kraken lacking. Uh, but yesterday was was super fun. Uh, hated to be off from the show, but loved being out at Valhalla. Uh, had never played there before. I mentioned on the show on on Monday. Had a number of times where I was supposed to play and just fell through for whatever reason. Finally got out there. Uh, it was very cool. Uh, first time I played golf in almost two years, so that was that was not an ideal comeback to golf. I would have liked to have you know had a couple of, of nine holes at Crescent Hill or something before playing Valhalla. They like, got the Division two school first. Yeah, like legitimately, <laughs> they get like lose, like the best course in this area, the one that's going to host the PGA Championship a year from now. That was a it was not a a kind start, but still the worst day on the course of Valhalla is still a, a fantastic day, and that's kind of how it went yesterday. I did break a hundred. Which is congratulations. It was a little dicey. Good job, <laughs> buddy. Not not convincingly. You, I thought you could do it. Yeah, I, I did. I, I did beat Danny, which was uh, he felt bad about. But and and Greer picked up. I think Greer like finished two holes. He always just he's he's he knows his game, and I appreciate it. Like he'll hit like five terrible shots, and then she'll be like, "All right, picking up," and just moves on to the next hole. Can you do that? Well, I mean, we're not we're not playing for a championship. <laughs> there's there's still pride. He's like, give respect. the trophy to somebody else. No, there's there's not. There, well, there was like close to the pin and stuff, but like. We're, you're not submitting a score for a tournament or anything. I mean, is he, on a, is he on a basketball court? He missed a couple of jump shots. He's like, ah, screw it. Just take the rebound. Well, again, you're not, you're playing. It's an individual sport. You're not really playing with other people. It's just, we're not playing for anything here besides just. Well, even, even when I'm playing with myself, I don't give up until it's over. I don't believe that. Uh, <laughs> I don't quit halfway through. I, I, I would be willing to bet that that's not true all the time. I don't think that you. I think that you sometimes you do just give. I up. suck it up and I finish. <laughs> but it was a lot of fun. Uh, I mean, I was rusty as hell and came out triple the first hole. I, I don't think I did much better than the two holes after that. And it's golf. Golf's just a sport where you can't. You can't take. Some people can. I can't take a significant amount of time off and just pick up where you were. And uh, it was. It was. I, I never really got into a rhythm. I had a couple. Of, I think I had like a par streak of three or four holes in a row, and just. You're like, here we go. Swing's coming back. And then you hit like one just 80 yards to the right. You're like, nope, it's it's not coming back. I was pissed off. You know, they have the signature hole with the the island green. And they're, they're redoing all the waterfalls behind. It's going to look awesome. Um, and I wanted to play that hole really well. And we started on 15. It's a reverse shotgun start. So everybody starts on a different hole. We started on 15. So 13 was the second to last hole that I played. So I'm, we're a little tired at this point. The heat's coming out. It's, uh, sun's beating down. Neck's getting a little red. Forgot to bring sunscreen. That's on me. Um, we talked about that like on Monday, dude. I know Mary set it out for me too in the morning, and I just I literally right. brought that up on Monday. My neck is being, very yeah. red today, but uh, so oh. I, I want to play thirteen well because it's the, it's the signature hole. D- hit my drive okay. It's in like the the right rough, but I've got I don't know probably like one forty to the hole, and I, I just I, I miss hit it coming out of the rough, but I miss hit it so badly that it doesn't go in the water. It's just short of the water, so I'm like okay, I can still hit a, a shot into the island green. It's going to feel cool. they got all these workers that are, are putting sod around. These people are going to be amazed. 
and I just you're I, gonna hit one of them. <laughs> I I duff it straight into the water. It was it was bad. I did get up and down from the drop zone to make my double, but uh, it was I didn't play that whole well. I was, you know, I have no idea if you're speaking English or not. I was embarrassed. Like I mean, you know, basic golf terms. <laughs> Hitting the ball in the water is something that you can relate to. I, it's not just a clever name. No, <laughs> it's not, there's, no there's no like. Hidden message to this. <laughs> I saw Sean before the. He's like, is it Trevor? Is, he's like, is Trevor gonna let you talk about this at all tomorrow? He's like, because I really want to hear about it, and I'm afraid that Trevor's just gonna interrupt you and be like, go off. I'm not. I'm kidding. And you're, you kind of are. Uh, but that's. It was. It was a lot of fun. We we had a good time. I, I saw Sean. Saw a lot of the media guys out there. I did hear like as I'm on the third hole, I get a, a text from somebody who's like, Matt Jones just said you suck at golf on KSR. I was like, what? He's not wrong, but what? Like what? And somebody sent me the clip, and he was like, the only person that I know that's out here is Mike Rutherford, and I don't think he's very good at golf, so I'm just going to heckle him. And I was like, I saw him afterwards. I was like, I think I suck at golf, eh? And then we, got then spies we just, everywhere. Then we just fought. Then we just went at it in the clubhouse. No, it didn't happen. <laughs> uh, he's like, I said I liked you, though. I was like, that's the least you could do. Uh, but he's – I know that I'm not as good at golf as, as Matt is. Matt's good. Why do we always keep running to Matt's sporting events? I see him at AW. You see him at golf. Yeah. Well, he was there for media stuff, so it was – and I think he does Matt play golf. Yeah, he's okay. pretty good. I think I saw him. I think I saw him tee off. His swing is ugly, but I think it, he's one of those guys who just looks like he shouldn't be good, but somehow he is. Kind of like me on the basketball court. That's exactly what people say. It's <laughs> <laughs> exactly how it goes. Uh, the, Why are you laughing? Because it's true. <laughs> it's exactly yeah. It's, whenever people talk about Trevor, they're like, man, he, he can light it up. You wouldn't think so, but he can just fill it up. <laughs> like Kevin from the office. <laughs> it, there was a, a, a kind of a scary. Like moment yesterday, so you're out there, and I, I was just like, it was one of those deals where you're like, thank God it just wasn't me. So John Ballard, who's the the core superintendent out of Valhalla, we're like a hole behind him, and he gets somebody bladed, like they, they call it thin, which means like you're trying to you know you're trying to get a little loft on your shot, but you you hit it thin and you hit like a line drive. Somebody bladed a shot like right at him, like hit him in the face, and so he's down. We're like we're, we're on the hole, and they're on the green, and he's like lying down. They've got like the ambulance coming up. They're like coming out. Like he's like. He's out of it. Like it's terrifying for a moment. I messaged him after the round. And was he was like, I was excited to talk to you guys, and then of course I get hit in the face with the worst golf shot ever. And it's one of those where you're like, one, thank God he's okay. Two, thank God it wasn't me that hit the shot because that that would have been just a a way to ruin a perfect afternoon. Did the guy at least yell four? I don't think so. I mean, I, I think it was like he was very close to the green and just like completely mishit. He was trying to hit like a little like flop shot and just scold it. And just hit him right in the face. So if he flop, if he actually flopped it, it wouldn't probably hurt as bad. Well, yeah, yeah. It's it's. Said yeah. he just put all his muscle behind it. And just missed it, and just just hit a, like a line drive and drilled poor John Ballard. But he was okay, thankfully afterwards. Good. But it was a uh, it was fun. It was cool to afterwards to hear Eric Wood hosted the like the Q and A session. There was a the course executives were there. The PGA Championship director was there, and they were talking about all the changes that are coming. It's going to be awesome. I mean, I'm excited about. It's very cool that Louisville has hosted now, will have hosted a fourth PGA Championship and has hosted a Ryder Cup. They've hosted you know, all these big-time events here, uh, senior PGA. And now to get it back after 10 years, I think it's going to be really fun. And there's you know, you have new management out there at Valhalla. Um, they have, they're going to do things that make it feel, have more of a Kentucky feel. So they've got, you know, Magnolia Lane is the big deal at Augusta. You drive through the gates and they've got, you know, all the trees lining the – Drive the clubhouse, just like when we go to the Big X. I was thinking, same <laughs> thing. Magnolia, Magnolia Avenue. Avenue. It's named after. I think. I think. I think the one in Augusta was ripped off from us. That's what they say. That's what, yeah. that's what they all say. Hootie Johnson just copying uh, Dugan Ryan everywhere he goes. I mean, his name is Hootie. That's what he does. <laughs> uh, but they, you know, Valhalla, they've got the big gates right there, off uh, 
off whatever it is is it Shelbyville Road whatever the road is um and it's like a, a decent drive up there too and so now they want to make it more aesthetically pleasing they want to make it more Kentucky they're gonna have horses up there uh wow. it's gonna be a cool thing I like if I can ride one yeah well we'll get you out there for the tournament imagine being like you're like John Rom you're coming in to play the PGA you go through the gates and the first thing you see is this this 400-pound guy riding a horse. <laughs> like, well, I'm in Kentucky. We Welcome! <laughs> yeah, like, after the, like, like the world's worst Walmart reader. Come after, to Mahala! After the first three cars go by, you're like, I can't do this all day! <laughs> no matter how bad your game is and your day goes, remember, it's got to be better than the horse I'm sitting on. <laughs> just topless, just waving a, like a white flag around your head. <laughs> Why would I be waving? I'm not giving up. Why not? The horse might, but I won't. White shirt, a towel. <laughs> oh, okay. You're just going nuts. You're celibate. You're welcoming people into the, to Valhalla. I'm just wearing some random hockey jersey, <laughs> my cracking shirt. Let's get it cracking. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but it was it was very cool. It was It was a lot of fun. I uh, saw a lot of familiar faces out there. I, I did win. Uh, afterwards, they were giving away prizes. They gave away, like, close to the pin and long drive. Of course, they didn't win those. But they did give away. They drew, like, two random names from people who were there for $100 gift cards to the, the clubhouse. Awesome. And so I won one of those. Pat Forty won the other. You won the random card. I won the, the, the thanks for showing up card, which <laughs> you was <won> great. <laughs> I mean, it could have gone to anyone. It went to you. It went to me. <laughs> it went, Drew Diener won one, but he wasn't there. So, yeah, I, I was, so he Forty got the other one. I was like Pat, we you know we're the real winners today. It was fantastic. Uh, it was, it, but it was a lot of fun. I, I was sad to miss the show, but it was uh, well worth it. Although the the sunburn was is bad. Yeah, it'll happen. Now it's not too bad though. It's not like where it's like like actually like bubbling or anything. No, no, no. It's, it's just it's it's a classic Mike sunburn. Yeah. It's a classic Mike April sunburn. This is what I do. This is what happens to me when I go outside. Because you've had, I think, because I've had like third degree sunburns. I've I mean, had you've had bad ones. I don't know if I've had like technically third degree, but I've had... Mine was like the skin was bubbling and... I've had some that have gotten that bad in places, but it's just because I like fell asleep. I, that's what I did. I fell asleep on that plantation pool for like five hours. <laughs> it was awful. I couldn't wear... I literally could not wear a shirt for like two weeks. I had, I had to miss like two... I had to miss a couple baseball games for my for my, my, my Linden baseball team because oh. I, I couldn't put on a jersey. I couldn't put on a t-shirt. I remember I had to have my... Uh, I tried to wear a shirt like that next night and my, my Mars... Uh, my what was what was what was Mars's last name from the Jordan commercials? Spike Lee. I had one of those shirts with him on it. Uh-huh. I had to have it cut off me because it got stuck to me because my skin it got stuck to my skin. I've crazy. never had one that bad. It was bad. It was bad. I think I think that was the moment I like. I'm not going outside ever again. Like that was <laughs> one of my best friends from college. Who I remember with him sophomore year, uh, but freshman year he was he gone. On, Spring break, and he came back, and he had he had a sunburn like that, like, like that, like that. It bad. was it was my upper back and my shoulders too, so it was like right not on my neck officially, but like right at the bottom of my neck. It was oh, but he was from Milwaukee, so he has this like thick Midwestern accent. He's like, oh my god, <laughs> was like, he's, like, he's like Mike, I can't even get out of bed to go to VWK and get a sandwich if I want to. You're gonna have to bring me some food, and I was like, I was like, no. He's like, he's like, this is the worst thing that's ever happened to me. I was like, I, I was like. The accent's not helping. I can't take you seriously. <laughs> hey, you, you, to, to switch back, you mentioned that this is the fourth time that they've done the pizza. The first one, let me guess, was in like 96, I think? 96 is correct. Okay, because I kind of remember that because I remember a buddy of mine worked. He worked at it, and I was like, what? I don't know what a PGA Tournament Championship is at the time. Still barely do. Uh, I remember the Ryder Cup was in 08. Ryder Cup was in 08. Because uh, I was working with Jody and Matt, and they were all into it. I again, didn't know what it was. 
When were the uh, and so this will be the fourth one. When were the other two PJ championships? Two thousand is when Tiger won. Okay, I don't remember that one. Oh, uh, we went every single day. It was awesome. I was like, well, so we had it almost 14. right back to back in 96, 96 2000, yeah. and then twenty fourteen. Okay, was when so so we've had three champions here, and they love talking about like you know the the course isn't the toughest, but like we've produced some of the best tournaments, the best champions, and it's like Tiger, Rory. And Mark Brooks in 1996. They're like, he won in a playoff, though. It was an exciting tournament. They gave us, as part of like the little package we got for playing yesterday, they gave us a very cool, like, you, you know what ball markers are in golf? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like when you put something behind your putt. Yeah. yeah you it's, like, it's, it's the cracker that the, the guy exactly. eight there from, you go. That's the, Abby Gilmore, yeah. But they gave us a very cool, like, official 2024 PGA ball marker. And it's got, like, it has, like, the, the champion's names on the three sides. It's like... Rory McIlroy, Tiger Woods, and the it's like Mark Burrow. Mark I'm, like, I'm like, how badly did they just want to like change this to like playoff champion, Kenny Perry, runner up or something? <laughs> <laughs> you walk into like you walk into the newly the, the clubhouse there, and like the the walls are just lined with with you know, PGA stuff and these very very cool graphics. They've got Tiger celebrating, they've got Rory celebrating in the dark in 2014, and they have Mark Brooks and Garantan Fritz. Just like who is that? Like like can we get one of the senior champions in here? For God's sake, Tom Watson won this thing. Just get him up over there, Mark Brooks. Because I think that was the only thing that Mark Brooks ever won was that PGA tournament. Well, let's find out. What has happened to Mark, good old Mark Brooks from Fort Worth, Texas? It's kind of like Bob May, the guy who took Tiger to the playoff in 2000. Who just That was the only thing that he really ever did in the PGA. Uh, He tied for 24th in the Masters in 2002. I'm assuming that's his best finish. Uh, Well, with the exception of winning the PGA, obviously. But, I mean, in the Masters. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, they, yeah, these are best results I'm reading. Uh, he did come in second in the U.S. Open. Oh, really? 2001, yeah. So suck on that. And uh, apparently, Open Championship, he tied for third in 95. So we got him on his way up. He just didn't finish going up. He just didn't win it. He just stopped there and went back down. <laughs> is, that, is the PGA Championship the best we can get here in, in Louisville? Because I know we can't get the Masters because that's Augusta. Masters doesn't change. British Open is always, in, I mean. British Open, it'd it, it make waves if it came to Louisville. Yeah, okay, it's, it's in its name. It's where its location kind of is. Uh, and, and who am I for? PJ the, and then. The guess, U.S. Open is typically re reserved for like, the U.S. Open is the one where they try to like torture the players. They, they go, it goes to the hardest courses in, in the world, uh, in America. And like, it's always the one where like players complain that it's like just impossibly set up. Like Beth Page Black in New York hosts it. Like it. The, the rough is ridiculous. And Valhalla is an awesome course, but it's not like those courses. Like you, the, the, the players will score well at all. PGA is typically the, the one out of the four tournaments where you can have a, a guy win at like, I don't know, 20, 21 under par. Every now and then you'll get a score like that at Augusta. But, but the PGA is typically like the, mo the kind of the biggest wild card out of the four. But we could get the U.S. Open if we wanted to try. I we, guess, but it would never. We'd be eligible, I guess you would say more, yeah, the better it, word. I it, mean, it would never come here. Probably Brooks has the record for most starts on a PGA Tour. Mark Brooks does? Yeah, with 803. Damn. I don't know if I'd claim that, like, when you don't have anywhere near that amount of wins, but. I mean, still, no, I mean, if you've had 803 starts on the PGA Tour, that means you stayed on the PGA Tour for that long. I mean, if, you, if you're really bad, you lose your tour card. Like, you know, you're not guaranteed to just be a PGA golfer for a long time. So that I mean, is a pretty impressive record. Uh, it says here, at you, you 50 years old, he played in 2011 with the Champions Tour. And 15, he was hired by Fox Sports as an on-course analyst for Network's U.S. Open cover. That guy's still doing good. You're over mocking him for being on a, on a, on a, on a ball marker. With Tiger Woods and Rory <laughs> McIlroy, yes. <laughs> yeah. 
What's the uh, one of these things is not like the other? <laughs> he did beat. Uh, it would have been a lot better if Kenny Perry had won, just because you know, local boy, bigger name. But that's that, that's fine. He won. I'm, I remember watching the playoff in '96. It was cool. I, I went in '96. I went every single day in 2000, and we sat behind. The first three days, we sat behind the hole in 14, which is a par three, and like it was cool because we would just like yell out to the players and we would cheer for the ones that responded to us and like mock the ones that didn't like Ernie Ellis. Like if you're ignoring us, we're going to harass you the rest of the tournament. That's typical golf. It was great. I mean, we're 14 years old. We're just, That's you know, true, yeah. just little kids. And then it, it was crazy. Like, this was pre nine 11. Like it was so easy to just, we had tickets the first two days and then we just walked in the last two days, like no <laughs> tickets. Like nobody looked at us. We just walked in, had no, we like walked on the course after it was over, just like did whatever we wanted to. Um, but on Sunday, we made the decision to go to 18 and just like sit behind there the entire day and like wait and wait and wait for the golfers to come. This is like the pre-phone era. So there's nothing to do. So you're just sitting there like waiting for no. two hours before the first group of golfers come and like five hours before the guys who are in contention come. And it wound up being the best decision ever because we got to see Tiger and, and Bob May make putts to force playoffs on 18. And then we got to see them end the playoff there and see Tiger win. And it was just, it was so cool. Uh, and then I went to the Ryder Cup in 08. In 2014, I did not go. We were getting ready to get married. And Mary was like, I got invited a couple of times. And she's like, she's trying to get married. We're moving into this new house. She's getting ready to take her boards. Like, she's very, very busy. And she's like, I'm going to be mad at you if you don't go to this tournament. And I'm like, we, are you going to be mad at me if I do go and I'm not helping? She's like, yes. And I was like, so I'm going to be, I'm in trouble either way. I, there's no way that I can like, win. Welcome to marriage already, man. It was, it's exactly how I felt. I was like, I was like, are we doing the right thing here? All those stand-up comics were, weren't lying. It was, it was so true. Uh, but the PGA has always been, always been so much fun. I like fun. how you prefer me started that story by telling you, you did not go actually though. I did not go. <laughs> I knew what I was getting. I was like, and I'm still married. I was like, I'm, I'm not that dumb. I was like, there's no way in hell I'm going to this right now. You'd already been to two others. So you're like, oh, well. Yeah, exactly. We yeah. can't top Mark Brooks. And the Ryder. I, I couldn't top the Mark Brooks. <laughs> I didn't go there to, to the last day when Mark Brooks won, but I went earlier in the week with my brother. I just remember. I only, I only remember because my friend of mine was like, he was working like as a caddy or something. He was doing something. Yeah, the, one of those volunteers. Yeah, and he was all like bragging about it. I'm like, why are you bragging to me? Like, I have no idea what you're talking about. The thing that sucked <laughs> most about yesterday, the only thing that really sucked yesterday. So I, I said, the first three days in 2000, we sat behind the hole in 14, which was a par three, and just like watched these guys hit par three shot, par three shot, par three shot. And so that's the last hole that we played yesterday. And like the memories are flooding back to me. I'm like, here, I'm like, that's where we sat. They've taken some trees down. The green is still, I'm like, here we go. And like, I take, I hit the shot, and like, it's, it, it looks perfect. Like the pro that we're playing with, who is very, very cool. He's like, get in the hole. The two caddies who've been like right with everything they've said all day, they're like, that looks real good. It lands about 20 yards over the green. I just completely misjudged it. Just hit the wrong club. And I was like, Son I thought I was all over it. Like, I was like, here we go. We're going out with a birdie. And then hit a great putt, a uh, great chip. Missed a short putt. Do you, do you like in golf when you're doing basketball, when you take, you, like, take a shot? You're like, Jordan, do you like hit a golf ball? You're like, Mark Brooks. No, you just kind of, uh, yeah, no, I was like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. There's the famous clip of uh, of uh, Jordan Spieth right after Arnold Palmer died where he's like, what would Arnie do here? Where he's like hitting the club. And I was like in the woods off three, and I'm like, what would Bob May do here? <laughs> no, but yeah, I, I did. I did definitely stare it down. I thought I hit like just an absolute glorious shot to end the round, and I, I did not. But it was still a lot of fun. I was glad I got to do it. I can't wait to have our KSR uh, golf scramble there. KFC. KFC. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. 
I'm getting. I'm gonna get some sleep for that. I was gonna say. <laughs> I'm gonna if they're get, listening. They're not gonna enjoy. I'm that. gonna get crap for that. I already. I already know. <laughs> uh, no, it was. Uh, it was a blast. People were asking where you were. <laughs> See, I told you I should have been invited. They weren't really. <laughs> I told you I had no business being there. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and take a break. Me and Rashawn should just like just just like storm the court. Like we're here, storm the court, <laughs> storm the the, 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 the pitch, the, the course, uh, the course. Yeah, <laughs> you. Would, I mean, I felt like like there were a lot. Like, I was with like with Ken Spencer and and, and Greer and, and those guys. We're sitting down. We're like, man, we don't even think like. It's like doesn't feel like we really belong here. This is too fancy. I was like, you would not have belonged. At, like way worse. Like in your cracking t-shirt, Jim <laughs> shorts. Just taking all the food from from the lodge. Hey, we have more hot dogs back there. They had, where, where where's the smoking section? They had burgers <laughs> with the logo, the twenty twenty four PGA logo imprinted on the top of the bun. Pretty classy. That that is pretty classy. Very classy. I was like, I don't think I've ever eaten anything that. I had neither. I was like, I was like, damn. I was like, this is. I was like, I don't know if I deserve to be eating this. Yeah, do I eat it or do I frame it? I mean, I, I'm just, can I take one home with me? Plus, it's got to be a pin to rear if you're the cook. You got to like, stamp it every time you make a burger. I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how much if it is an issue or not, or if it's just like if the bread comes pre-done like that. Maybe I don't know. They you're, in most golf courses too, like the sandwiches they give you if you have if you're playing a scramble or something. It's like yeah, it's standard, just like grocer. Of course, this is like this. Really nice ciabatta bread and like very. I, I was like, I was like, this is the ultimate. Like, make the turn sandwich. It was, that was awesome. Valhalla's the best. Very cool. All right, we'll, t- we'll take a break. When we come back, get the transfer portal song ready. Oh yeah, we, we didn't got, use it yesterday. We, we got lots of transfer portal stuff to talk about, including one potential addition who is in town right now. Just landed as we speak. Ooh. We'll talk about him coming up after the break. It's the Mike Rutherford Show here on fourteen fifty and ninety six one, the Big X. back in Wednesday edition of the Mike Rutherford show here on 1450 and nice one the big X my friends in high school <laughs> he was on the, the they had a student TV show that aired like during fourth third period I think it was every single day TTV and he was <laughs> one week for all the the transitions they would have you know they'd go from like and now sports and they would have like a music quick song they have a quick transition like they do on news shows he played Dreamweaver for every single transition, <laughs> and he got suspended from the show and got a, like a D in the class. Why did he get suspended? That's awesome. I mean, I laughed like the third day in a row where he did it. People were like, "Okay, this is good." I was la- I laughed every single time. Did he do just the part where it goes Dreamweaver, like the chorus? It, it was that part right there. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 the part drum the and the chorus. Ooh, yeah. No, it started off every single time. They're like, "And now sports." Ooh, Dreamweaver. <laughs> 
for every single transition. I laughed every single time. I wonder if he did it because of humor or if he's just lazy and picked one song. I think it was maybe a little bit of both. Both. <laughs> Still pretty funny, though. It was hilarious. It was, it was <laughs> wonderful. All right, uh, let's get to it. We have, we have major transfer portal news to get to, and you know what that means. It's the transfer portal. Who we gonna? Who we gonna get? Could it be you? The transfer portal. Big guys. <laughs> Ball handlers. <laughs> That Wings right we call now. guards. Calvin's <laughs> uh, over going, what am I working here for? <laughs> I, I was waiting for you to do the second transfer portal. Then I was like, I don't know what to do now. <laughs> I lost. I went too long you on the first rhythm. one. I lost, it went so long on the first one, I lost my rhythm. Because <laughs> I... I don't know why. I can tell. I, I don't know why I'm like, turning the transfer portal into like a scoring goal in the MLS. But <laughs> I was like, he's definitely lost rhythm. He didn't know where to go now. Like one of those Simone Biles vaulting and not being able to find herself in the yeah. air. <laughs> what did she call it? The... I, I, I don't, there's a term for it. Yeah. <laughs> you did it there singing the Transfer Portal song. Uh, we've got, we'll start off with this. Quick note if you didn't see it yesterday, Tyler Perry officially up there. Oh, yeah. Officially up there. sucks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no one liked House of Pain anyway. He spells it differently. <laughs> don't put that evil on him, it's not his fault. The North Texas transfer, who was the Conference USA Player of the Year in 2023 uh, and the MVP of the NIT, has cut his list to four, had previously been at six. He is considering Kansas State, Florida, Texas Tech, and Ole Miss. He cut Louisville and I believe Oklahoma State from that list. Um, that list doesn't shock me. I, I feel you can like see that the list, writing on the wall here. Yeah, I feel like that list is, like, with the exception of Florida, they do seem like still the odd man out in this group. Yeah, but he visited Florida. Okay, yeah. That I was mean. the thing. Was you know, he, he had visited Florida. He'd gotten an in-house visit from Ole Miss. His coach had gone to Texas Tech. Yeah. He took a visit to Kansas State. Uh, he's like has not visited Louisville. There was no plans of him visiting Louisville. When we were on the list the last time and there was no kind of follow-up news, I think you could see the writing on the wall here. It doesn't make it hurt any less, at least for me, because I, I think Tyler Perry is really, really good. As somebody who watched, I think, at least three North Texas games this season. That's uh, all you need, right? Pretty much. Uh, I, I, I can tell you the kid's a player. He'll be good wherever he goes, but yeah, he will not be coming to Louisville. I mean, but, anywhere but Florida. He picks any of the other three, I'll be like, okay, it makes sense. He goes to Florida, I'm going to be like, what the bleep? We'll see. I mean, Florida is... I mean, no offense to Mike White. But they're doing well in the... Tra- well, he's not saying, there. That's anymore. why he got fired. It's uh, Todd Golden. Todd right? Golden. Yeah. They've gotten a couple of guys in the transfer portal already. Florida had been seen to be the leader before they got the Clayton kid from Iona, and we'll see if that changes things. I did change my mind now, because I was thinking it was Mike White there, and I was like, yeah. he does not feel like a Mike White type of he's player. Not. But uh, Todd Golden, I don't know Golden as well, so maybe I do stand corrected. I think he'll he'll be good wherever he goes. But we have a backup plan, we potentially. Do. Maybe even, a, depending on how you look at it, maybe even a, a superior plan. R.J. Luis from UMass is officially in town right now. He's taking a two-day visit here. He'll be here today and tomorrow. Had visited Texas A&M last week and had drawn a, a early crystal ball prediction. I think Travis Branham from 24-7 Sports had, had predicted that he would commit to Texas A&M. Has not happened yet. He's at Louisville this weekend. He said originally he wants to take, I think, all five of his visits, but Louisville, I'm sure that they would like to go ahead and, and, and lock him up. But Luis, I had not, I was talking to you last night about this. I hadn't, 
like I think I saw like part of one half of a UMass game this year. It may have been in the A10 tournament. They were kind of a whatever team. They weren't on TV a bunch. Yeah, see, their conference tournament probably the only time they would be on television locally unless you well, watch them on like stream. Or you can something. get like NESN games. Yeah, yeah. The A10 has a TV contract. SNY will cover some of their games. Really? And I'll find myself watching some A10 games because Dayton will I'll be playing a lot or a good Davidson team, and so I'll I'll watch a little A10. I like the A10 a lot. But UMass was just kind of you know they were were not great last year, and he was a a good player on a whatever team. I mean, UMass finished fifteen and sixteen last season. Um, Matt Cross led UMass in scoring. Matt Cross led UMass in scoring and, I believe, rebounding. He did, yeah. R.J. Luis was a freshman guard on that team. He did make the all-rookie team in the A-10. If you want this game, I watched some highlights of him, and I know highlights never tell the full story, but this was the, the, the best indicator. I do think he's somebody who can help us next season. I, I, don't, I was low on him when I just saw the numbers. Watching him play, I think he can help us. He's a 6'7 guard. He's not... He's not a combo guard. Like, you can't refer to him as that. He's he's not going to really help you when it comes to ball handling. He's, he's listed as Garby, 6'7", 200 pounds. He's, like a, he's pretty much a small forward. He is, which is, a, but we're doing this thing where, like, those types of players, uh, we'll just, we're just calling them guards now, which is, is if we want to do that, so be it. Uh, but he is, you're right. He, he is definitely more of a wing than he, you cannot call him a combo guard. If you want to call him a guard, fine. He, he's not going to help you out with ball handling or initiating the offense or anything like that. He had a high, I think this stood out, he had a high turnover rate last year. He averaged like 1.3 assists and I think like 2.2 turnovers per game uh, last year. He is, however, he can help you defensively. He's a good defensive player. He's a good shooter. He knocks down open shots at a, at a high clip, which is something that we struggled with last season. Uh, he can knock down the outside shot at a, a decent clip. He's crafty in the lane. He is not quick. He, he's not super fast. He's not extraordinarily athletic. He's not very big either. He's very skinny. He's he is slight, although he's put on more weight now. I mean, I said two hundred, but I think he's actually listed like one ninety or something. Is he? Yeah. I he's he looked in the the clips that I saw of him, like recently it, it runs in the last couple. Months, he looked bigger than he did during his in season clips, which is good. But he's still more slight than you. You would never call him like bulky or or anything like that. Um, it's very clear to me that that the staff is they feel like Sky Clark's going to run the show. He's going to be the point guard. And they're going after complementary players that can help him as 6'5 to 6'7 wing slash guards, kind of like we tried to do last year. And they're just banking on this is the right philosophy. We just had the wrong pieces last season. That's, yeah. it's very, like, I don't think we're even recruiting anybody who's under 6'5 at this point in the portal. You know what? If you, if, guess what? You know, if you're Kenny Payne and you're going to go down, go down with your own philosophy, I this guess. This is clearly what he believes in. Like, I mean, like, then, then, then so be it. I mean, if it fails, then at least you failed the way you wanted to, you wanted to fail and didn't try, you know, being someone you weren't. So, I, And we were, I mean, look. If it fails. I'm everybody's saying. talking about, you know, we're, we have you have to get big. It's the way of, of the world now. we got to get big. we got to get big. We were the 11th tallest team in college basketball last season, and we won four games. Oh, not to mention we were we intimidated no one on defense. So it's not just about being big. It's about being, like, big and good. I know that we're yeah. a lot of people are looking around, and they're saying, look, UConn went on a ridiculous run to the national championship, and they didn't have a traditional point guard. They had a lot of big players. Their smallest contributor um, in the starting lineup was, like, 6'4". Yeah. They had the the right players. They had a beast inside in Snogo. They had Tristan Newton, who was capable enough to run the show. Um, Andre Jackson was basically had all the point guard qualities. He handled it real well. He passed it real well at six seven. Like he could do all the things that you would want a point guard to do. He's just is is that big. If we can get guys like that, sure. And they play a system that works. I mean, 
Danny Hurley has the most robust playbook in all of college basketball. They track those things now. He has the most sets, more different plays than any coach in college basketball. He is a machine. If we can have that type of system and that type of talent, yeah, we don't need traditional point guards. Yeah, I've been saying for 30 years that size is overrated. Smaller it can be better. It can't. Well, come on. <laughs> I didn't catch it right away. But Louisville, it, it, they're, they're – Clearly honing in on a certain type of guard. They did it last year, but the guys that we had weren't good enough. They're banking on, we've got the right players now. You're going to see this thing work. Scott Clark can run the show effectively. Whoever we put there next to him, whether it's Trenton Flowers, um, RJ Luis, somebody else, they're going to be able to knock down outside shots. They're going to be able to make plays. My biggest question is, the. I think the offense can work. We saw it get a little bit better as last season went on. The defense never got any better. And part of the issue was that we had two guards out there that were big and slow, guarding very quick, very capable 6'3", 6'4", guards that were just lighting us up. Like We had to overhelp on every single possession, which led to guys being wide open on the perimeter. We did not have a rim protector, so when guys got around our guards, which happened pretty much every possession, they weren't challenged at the rim. They finished really effectively. R.J. Luis can help you with that. Like He is a 6'7 guy who can defend. He's not the quickest dude in the world, but he's got great instincts. He's always in the right position. He plays extremely hard. He should be better at that. But can everybody else follow suit? Like Is Sky Clark going to be a dog on defense? Because that's what we need up top. If we're going to play this, this hard-nosed man-to-man, we have to find out what our identity is going to be defensively. Because last year we played man-to-man – but we weren't like a, a pressure man-to-man defense. We weren't contesting every dribble. We weren't trying to get steals or forced turnovers. We took the the worst principles of the pack line, the, the principles that annoyed everybody the most, the fact that that's a defense where you're not trying to force steals, you're trying to force bad outside shots, and you're trying to, to dominate the defensive glass. We took that principle, and we didn't add like, <laughs> anything, any of the good principles from the pack line. We weren't a gambling defense. We just kind of laid back and let everybody do whatever they wanted to do against us. And I want to know early on next season, like, how do we want to look defensively? What's the? I know Kenny Payne wants to play man-to-man. I know he sprinkled in zone last year because he felt like he had to. But if we're going to be this, this, this 95% man-to-man defense, do we want to, to, to gamble? Do we want to pressure right across half court? Just... I mean, last year we just didn't do anything. You, you can't play man-to-man and just sit back and not contest anything. And that's kind of what we did. We never defended the pick-and-roll in, in a consistent manner. We did something different every single time. We never communicated. We didn't switch. And if we did switch, it was like one of the guys didn't know what was happening. Like We I, never did have a big man out there that could, could figure out anything in the pick-and-roll. No, and, and they, they, they couldn't make up for their mistakes because they weren't good shot blockers. Yeah. Like we got to figure out what our defensive identity is this season, and we need to f- figure it out quick because Kenny Payne came in here and said right away at the, his introductory press conference, like, I want our identity to be, to be defense. I think the best teams in college basketball are great defensive teams. That's where we're going to have to thrive. And Louisville had one of the worst defensive teams in the history of power conference basketball last season. Mm-hmm. Uh, that can, it, it goes without saying that that can't be repeated, but even like being half as good this season can't be repeated. We have to be – insanely better defensively to have a shot next season, and that's going to have to start with figuring out what the hell we were doing. While R.J. Luis doesn't, like, check a lot of the boxes that I want 
and when and to hear from a from from a, a transfer coming into the portal at this stage in the game, you know, Tyler Perry does check pretty much all those boxes. Um, I, I guess the one way to be positive about it is a he was a ten like all freshman team. He did play over twenty minutes and average decent points. Shooting percentages weren't awful. Um, but he also played over 22 minutes for Frank Martin, and you're going to play 22 minutes for Frank Martin. You're probably going to at least be trying on defense, I would yeah, think. Yeah, for sure. That, 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 that gives me like the most confidence in what you're talking about with him coming in because there's nothing else he does. For, I mean, his three-point percentage is, is average. I mean, his two-point percentage is, I mean, under 50%, around 48% from the field, average 11 points. He's, again, a 6-7 troop. He was a true freshman last year. The one thing about that UMass team, though, is that when I was looking into him and just really baffled me last night was we joked and laughed about, like, Matt Cross dealing with Frank Martin last year mm-hmm. and how we were, like, you know, curious. You know, They'll kill each other. Yeah, when, when are we going to see Matt Cross floating up in Providence, like in the river or something? Matt Cross is, I think, literally the only player who played in minutes last year on that UMass team that isn't transferred. He's staying. The only one. Who would have thought that marriage was going to work? They, like that, it's, it's crazy like crazy loves crazy. It's like odd couple, and they are just per they 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 match perfect. Like weeks, uh, Luis, every like all their starters except for Cross is transferring. They have like five starters transfer off that, or five team players transfer off this team, and like the only one staying is Matt Cross, the guy that we didn't think to be alive at this point this, at this time this year. It is kind of crazy. It's, it's weird how things work when opposites attract. He's like a cat and Paul Abdul. Well, or similar similar people attract. Crazy attract. <laughs> Which crazy. one would be? The, Martin would be the cat, yeah. I guess, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> uh, we are two other names that, that have emerged on Louisville's target list. Montana State, uh, Raekwon Battle, who averaged 17.7 points per game. He's a guy who's played four full seasons of college basketball. he got one year left. He started his career at Washington. He played two seasons there, then transferred to the Bobcats for the last couple of seasons. Um, 6'5 guard, again. Con- you can just... You just, just- Repeat what you just said with Luis kind of a little bit to a degree. Yeah, listed as a, a combo guy. Doesn't shoot it insanely well from the outside, but he is much, much better when it comes to he, – he can help you out a little bit when it comes to ball handling stuff. He played off the ball at Montana State, uh, but he handles it well enough, shoots it well enough, great at getting to the rim. Um, good defender is what he's labeled at. The other name that's on the list right now, and this one kind of falls outside of that, the, 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 the umbrella that we're talking about right now, Cam Hayes from LSU. Louisville has reportedly reached out to him, and he's a 6'2", more of a traditional point guard guard, uh, who's played three full seasons of college basketball, modest numbers last season uh, at LSU, which was a whatever LSU team in its first year under Matt McMahon. 8.1 points per game, 2.3 assists per game, 2.5 rebounds per game, averaged low turnovers, 1.3 turnovers per game. Um, He played his first couple, if that name sounds familiar, he played his first couple of seasons at NC State, was a traditional point guard there. Um, started about half the time with the Wolfpack. He's, again, I, I think you would look at Cam Hayes and say he's kind of a a safety option if Sky Clark is just downright bad. He can step in and run the point a little bit. Or if Sky Clark is good, but he's not a traditional point, he's better off the ball. You have an option with Cam Hayes being there that you did not have with L. Ellis last season where you can move him to the two. You can give the the ball handling duties to, to Cam Hayes. He can initiate the offense, and you can let Sky focus on scoring. 
I think that's why you would bring him in. I'm not sure if that's a fantastic sell for a kid who's being targeted by some other big-time programs, but he would be a great get. He, I saw his his high school comp when he was coming out of high school was to, I can't remember exactly who did this, it was one of the guys at The Athletic, uh, compared him to Quentin Snyder. And I think that feels about right. He, he kind of plays that same style. He's not going, maybe every now and then he'll give you like a 20-point game, but he's more of just a reliable, steady presence, which Lord knows we need right now. Lord knows, God knows, everyone knows. Except for apparently KP, who doesn't seem to be intrigued in getting it so quickly. Well, he's going after him. I know. I mean, I'm okay with it. I mean, he's Cam Mays is kind of, you know, he's more, he is kind of like, I, and Quentin Snyder's a nice little pull. I mean, a guy that can be, a, it doesn't have to be a starter, but can give you, you know, 20 minutes, you know, be, and he said be a steady influence on the offense. Maybe not a, and, and not a self-check guy, like, you know, produce guards, but somebody who can, you know, is not going to put fear into the opponent, but if you leave him open, he'll make you pay. Yeah. That, that, that's kind of his game, and that's what we, kind of what we need. I mean, we—I mean, I thought we'd we were trying to hope we get somebody that can bring a little more to the table along with that. But I mean, it, I'll, I guess I'll take what I can get at this point. It, it kind of yeah, that—that that feels like where we where we are at this point. Camays did play a really good game against us his sophomore year. Uh, he scored 15 points, um, had five assists. They lost to us, but. It was back when we could beat NC State. They <laughs> they lost to us by uh, by it was the Matt Cross game where he hit the shot. Oh yeah, in Raleigh, and we won by five. Camays played really well in that game. Okay, so that maybe I've heard some little fans be like, "Hey, I kind of I think I remember that guy." That's probably where you remember him from. But he he his production dipped as that season went on. He ended up transferring. Had a good, not great year at LSU. Yeah. And now is looking for his uh, his third home in three years. We'll see what happens on that front. I, I think that you now – the other big piece of news before we just move on, Carter Bryant, one of the crown jewels of the 2024 class, five-star kid, top 10 kid across the board. He's down to Louisville and Arizona. He announced last night that he'll be making his college decision a week from tonight, next Wednesday, April 26th. Locked up at the card. 8 p.m. It's done. As soon as he made that announcement, I knew he was locked up. You feel confident? I know he's a cardinal. How? Because that's my birthday. Oh, that's right. A week from today is your birthday. And I'll be damned if he's going to just spit on my birthday. Well, he is. Not that I'll remember by that point, 8 p.m. at night. But... Yeah, exactly. You're, you're going to be gone. <laughs> There's not a lot of, of information coming out of this recruitment. There's not a lot. Of, like, I, I saw that somebody logged a like slight. Uh, they logged a crystal ball, but it was like very little confidence in him going to Arizona. It was a, it was a, it was a shady ball. Yeah, it was exactly sh- crystal. Little shady ball. It was, it was, it was a, it was not so crystal. Cloudy ball. Cloudy ball. <laughs> it was a cloudy ball predict- a prediction to Arizona, but that should be the levels. It sounds like Arizona. Arizona fans seem very confident. Some Louisville fans mm-hmm. seem like I don't think anybody really knows. I, I think this is this one seems to be like 55-45 Arizona, but. We'll find if, if if it's Louisville. He's from Arizona, right? He's from California. Okay, so okay, my bad. If it's Arizona, if it's Louisville, I mean, they're keeping it tabs on it pretty quietly. It's pretty keeping the lid on very tightly. We've heard pretty much with every other guy that's come here since Kenny Payne got here. It's been out like three or four days before they've made the commitment. Like, hey, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. We're in a good spot here. I don't know if that's what all the the vague tweeting was about five days ago. I the the hunch was that it was McKenzie and Baco, but 
clearly that has not happened yet, but we'll see if we get some of the, the vague tweets coming out in the next few days. But we will find out one way or the other from Carter Bryant a week from tonight on a, on TK's birthday where he's going to school. But he's 2024. He's going to announce Louisville and the Dynamite's going to start. It's going to be a perfect win. Look, he, I mean, he's it's, it's 2024. If you're number two, you're not out of the running yet. This kid could, he could very easily decommit this time of year from now when all the re- transfer portal stuff starts happening again, and you could go get him. Or if you win, if you land him, it's not a guarantee that you're going I know, to get I know that, that you say that, but still getting him would still be a, Oh, it's a huge, it's a yeah, huge I momentum. Mean, especially play. for your KP apologies. We talked about this yesterday a little bit when he made the – because we were on the air when he announced, I guess. The, the, announcement, know, of the announcement of the announcement. The announcement, yeah. Love it. I love it, too. Love 2023. <laughs> yeah. Love this world that we're living in. I'm waiting for the announcement of the announcement of the announcement. It kind of happens. In two weeks, I will announce when I'm announcing. I feel like we've had. I feel like somebody did that where it was like their dad was like, "He's going to let you know tomorrow when he's making his commitment." And I was like, like, "Is that a pre-announcement? Pre-announcement?" The great Kevin Smith, evening with Kevin Smith, where he talks about meeting Prince. He's like, they they would call him and be like, "Prince will be calling you in 12 minutes." That's he's like, he's like, this is brilliant. Like Prince will call you in seven minutes. He's like. I've never been dissipated so much in my life watching this phone the ring. That's kind of what we're doing here. That's what we're doing these days. Uh, I lost track of what I was going to say. Oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, he's going to, I mean, but for your KB apologist, I mean, even just getting him, like, is, I mean, you're, you're, you're over the moon, right? Well, I do. I mean, I think it's a big deal just to be in his final two at this point. Like, it is a, yeah, but we don't want, we, we want him. We, but be, like, we shouldn't be proud for being in a final two. Even we point. shouldn't, but Lord knows we haven't been like in this position very often, really ever in, in when it comes to top, like five star top 10 guys, it, it does say something that we can be this bad. And we have a top five, potentially top two class coming in. If we get McKenzie and Baco and then can turn around and, and have a shot at landing uh, Carter Bryant, like say what you will about Kenny Payne. We've said plenty on the show and we'll continue to say it until we start winning some games. Yeah. But he, he's getting it done right now in recruiting to an extent. I, transfer portal, I think that's the key. And we're not, as of yet, getting it done with some of the guys that we would like to get it done with. Uh, did not phrase that correctly. But <laughs> but the recruiting, the traditional recruiting, it, it's going well right now. Like they're, they're getting some big players. And we're going to talk about the updated class rankings for 2023 coming up in the next hour. Some good news for Trenton Flowers there. Uh-oh. Some interesting rankings there for, for some guys that we're going to see next season. What do you? What, what's I just saw name? David Bell trending. I thought it might be the wide receiver for Purdue, but it's the Redskins, probably. Have you seen the video? He, I knew he was going to get tossed. I haven't oh, seen it. Oh, he just blew up on the umpire. He decided like the fourth inning today that he's going to get tossed. <laughs> he didn't. Why? Why would you wait to the bottom of the ninth then to do it? I don't know. That's just like okay. <laughs> By the way, the Reds reached out to me today on Twitter. Did they really? They were like, "What's your shirt size and your home address?" I'm excited. <laughs> I'm. Ex- I'm very excited. How do you know what you're going to get? I don't. I, I have no idea. I don't know what this is. I, I never got a like reached on Twitter on DMs from my ass. I mean, I've had some people ask me for my address, but no, like my shirt size. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't give my address. I gave them the neighbors. Last <laughs> note before I stood we in the window and watch to see what happens. Last note before we have to go to break and then the the first hour here. Roosevelt Wheeler. Um, oh yeah, I forgot about that. Has has gone ahead. He is committed to VCU. He's going back back home. So that's four pretty. High-profile landing spots for the four transfers. VCU is not, again, power conference, but it's no. it, it's a program that is well-respected, typically flirting with making the NCAA tournament, if not in the tournament. So all four guys so, so far that have left Louisville from a dismal team have found pretty good landing spots for themselves. Yeah, I think VCU is a good spot for him, too. I mean, I, 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 think, I don't think he would have been – I mean, I guess he could have gone to, like, you know, a power five or power conference. You know, I guess VCU – they're not technically power conference, right? No, it's inside. Yeah. Um, 
good, a big, you know, an ACC some, but he would have been kind of lost. He can go there and I don't know what their, their roster looks like, but he, he definitely has a chance to develop and get minutes there and, and, and play. And I think he's from Virginia, if not the thing. He is going back home. Yeah. So that's good for him. They just landed um, somebody else good too in, in the portal. I can't remember who it was. It was a, another legacy player. Um, but they, VCU, it's a good program. They'll be good. I'm with you. I think it's a good spot for them. All right, we've talked enough. We'll take a break. When we come back, Thornton Sex Lines, 502-414-1450. We'll check in with you guys for the first time today. Hour number two of the Rutherford Show on the way next here on 1450 and 96.1, The Big X. I'm gonna hand up, hand to God. Last night was the first. It was the first day I learned who actually did Ballroom Blitz. The Misfits. No, it's Sweet. What? It's a glam band called Sweet. Is it? Yeah. I have it on my playlist. Well, apparently, just somebody live. <laughs> what was the what's the uh, live stream? Uh, LimeWire live. LimeWire. Yeah. Was it Spotify line to me now? It is sweet. I've always thought it was the Misfits. <laughs> no, it's, it's a band called. I I wasn't putting with sweet until I was, I was just flipping through the channels and I was watching this. Uh, they're doing like top ten seventies glam rock bands. Obviously, Bowie was one. T Rex was two. I it's think. Bowie. It's Bowie. We're gonna go to Cleveland and you can see Bowie and it's his bodyguard. <laughs> you know any normal people? But yeah, they started singing the song and I was like, wait a minute, Tia Carrera Carre- didn't, didn't write that? Oh yeah, it's a, it's a real song. <laughs> I don't know why I never thought I'd realized it. Because you're, you're sad. but that's her version, obviously. Uh, what's, what's it, Crucial Taunt? Is that the name of the band? Yes. That? yes. Is that Crucial what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, singer, she can really wail. She can really wail. <laughs> <laughs> can you like name any other Tia Carrera movies, by the way? Um, There's only two I can think of. There's one where she plays a sexy teacher that like sleeps with the yes, kid. Yes, yeah, it's like yeah. as something people with the uh, yeah, yeah, the um, the kid from um, uh, Boy Meets World. Yeah, yeah he's a, that's the other one I can name it. And there's there's one more. I don't know. True yeah. Lies. She's in True Lies. She's the bad guy. She's the evil evil woman who like, smacks around Jamie Lee Curtis. I don't not remember much about True Lies. Yeah. It's been a while. That was the only. Th- I'm amazed you pulled the teacher movie out though. That's the only one. Huh? There's one scene that I remember very, very I just, well. I remember because we had the poster in my movie store, J Town. That's the only <laughs> thing I remember. I would see it every time. I'd be walking through the aisle. And I'd look up and see that poster. <laughs> hey, it's getting hot out there. If you're having problems with your air conditioning, well, or your your heating, because it's about to get cold again this weekend. But if you're having problems with your AC right now, 
Call our friends over at AirServe at 502-785-8600 today. They'll fix your problem. No questions asked. They're available 24-7, any hour, any day. Call 502-785-8600, and AirServe has you covered. I'll call them today, and you get a $49 tune-up. You can also get, for a limited time, a uh, up to 60 months, no interest financing on a qualifying root system. Again, AirServe.com slash Louisville is the website. 502-785-8600 is the number. This is how warped my brain is. I had I, I just remember this as I was doing the read. I had a frustration dream last night where I was doing the AirServe read, and I gave the wrong phone number like seven different times because we used a different number last and I, I was I was getting so frustrated and I was like cussing and I was like oh my god I was like I, was like, I gotta get off the air I can't do this because I could not find any words I couldn't read the thing the right way I was having the wrong number it was I was like is this what I think about is this what my subconscious is focused on air serve reads have you ever had a job where you like I I used to like I would answer the phone by Fred Muffin sometimes when I was younger just from doing it so much as, uh, oh where, the number gets stuck in your head well just like like just the, just like when you're at home and you just you just intertwine work and home. Like with the phone and everything. Sometimes. Yeah, I mean, it's, I, I, I feel like I don't answer my cell phone at all anymore. If you call me, better be like, you better leave me a voicemail. I need to know what you want. To I think about. I've called you like once. That was when I was out of town. I was just like, cause I was like. Well, I'm, no, when you call, I know it's something about work and I, I need to like, yeah. I need to answer. Yeah, because how often do I even call it? Exactly. Anyway? Like, I mean, you, but if it's like, you know, if it's a, if it's a number that I don't know, I'm not oh, going no. to answer. No, I no, I agree. Like, uh, yeah, it, it, that's why I try to like to not call so much. Like, because if I'm going to. If you see me calling, there's probably an important reason. Right. Otherwise, I, I would answer. Take. Yeah. By the way, that movie was called My Teacher's Wife. My Teacher's Wife. That's and I, I don't exactly know why. I don't know why I said Wayne's World. I mean, uh, Boy Meets World. It's uh, Jason London from Dazed and Confused. Okay. He hooks up with his teacher Tia Carrera, who is married to Christopher McDonald. She was hot. Oh yeah, I'm looking at the poster right now. It's giving me flashbacks. She was very. She was also in Jury Duty. I can't believe I forgot about that one. Though. I don't don't remember that. I don't know if I ever saw Jury Duty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I miss it a lot. I'll, I'll be honest with you, for your own birthday gift, future wise, I won't put I it on. You make me watch I'm not going to put it on the. Like, it's Polly Shore. Like, if I'm going to make you watch Polly Shore, you've seen Biodome, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. I loved Biodome. Yeah, Biodome is, 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 for what it is, it's great. It's kind of, you love Biodome and you refuse to watch Shallow House. It baffles me more. Um, but, and you've seen, like, in, what, in the Army Now? I uh, never saw it. Son in Law? Saw it, but it's been forever. Ago. Okay. So, yeah, in, in, Son in Law and Biodome are pretty much like. The, the top tier versions of Polly Shore movies. <laughs> Let's go. We, we haven't taken any text today. I, I've got a couple of things that I want to get to this hour uh, after we take some text. We've got uh, updated ESPN top 100 rankings for the 2023 boys basketball class. Some uh, some Louisville stuff there. Trenton Flowers getting some love. Some other Cardinals not not getting as much love. And then Mackenzie and Baco. The watch continues for what did we decide it was going to be? Mbappo. We're still working that. We're still yeah, working still, that. We'll, we'll I kind of lost track of it yesterday. I, I'll get. I'll get on it. I've been working on something else, anyways. Got so. a lot going on right now. Got a lot yeah. on your plate. We've got uh, the Krakener winning. I'm staying up late watching that. Krakener taking so much time up. We've got uh, NFL draft a week from tonight. Five as many as five Cardinals now could hear their names called in this draft. That's what CBS is reporting. We'll talk about that. Spring games on Friday. We've got Jeff Brom football coming up in just about 48 oh, hours. It's going to be exciting. So excited. Thoughts there. But first, we get to the text line. The first text, this came in. There's nobody here on the air at 155, right? Like That's when we play like, national stuff. Technically, we had the bats on today. But normally, yes, that is true. So I don't know if this text is for us or if it's for somebody else. From noon to three, those two hours that are... No, from one yeah one to three, two hours, we have like the... Right. Yeah, the national like that's the... The only time that we don't have local programming on the Big X during the day, yes, during the day, we get you know we KRC from seven to eleven. We got Denison and Spears 
covering your middays. And then we got us from three to six. So yeah. we're, we're very local here. But this South End Josh texted in at 155. I don't know if this is for us or for somebody else because it's not time. But he says, South End Josh here. UofL fans have this self-proclaimed moral superiority over the rest of college athletics since getting rid of Tommy Turtleneck and Bobby Petrino. It's actually quite rich coming from them. They hate Kim Mulkey and Muffet McGraw with a passion for some reason. Well, that's not, I mean, there's obvious oh, We have several reasons, Mulkey. actually, if you like. Yeah, I mean, Kim Mulkey sucks. She's she's the worst. How do you, I mean, I was kind of, it, it hurt to lose Haley Van Lith, obviously. But I was kind of like, you know, as long as it's not going to negatively impact us, I hope the best for her. I hope she has success. I hope she gets whatever she's looking for. But if she goes to LSU, I can't root for her. I'm sorry. I, I can't do it. I, I can't root for for Kim Mulkey and everything going. Like, I just – it's also – it comes off as, like, she clearly – I don't know if she put it out there herself, but there was this narrative out there that, like, she was graduating early and wanted a different degree and she was going to go back closer to home. If she goes to LSU, she clearly is just ring hunting. She clearly is just trying to get herself a championship. And I don't know. I mean – I guess more power to be somewhere her. else she can go ring hunting without other than LSU because it just wasn't a ring. I mean, I just, quit, quit, you don't chase the points. You go after the next best thing. Where's the mama mentality? Where's yeah. The, where's, the, where's the Kobe stuff? Actually, this sounds like Kobe. Well, Kobe never left the Lakers. No, no. He and he, he just he begged to bring someone in to make him look better. Well, I mean, she could have helped. Had transfer portal players come in and help her That's out. That's true. He you're right. I'll give she him chose that. to go ahead and just go somewhere else. Um, so we'll see. I mean, I, I just, I don't, I don't know. It's just the fact she's going, I mean, it's not just she's going to LSU. She's going to Kim Mulkey. It's, that's what, what it is more than anything. Like, yeah, it, didn't, it doesn't she's matter. She's the worst. Yeah, I she's mean. She's the worst. I mean, I think I, didn't I ask you this, like, did, would you rather go to Kim Mulkey or UK? You were, I think, didn't you say you, you'd rather be at UK or something? Yeah, I'd rather go to, I don't think, I don't <laughs> think we did have a discussion. Maybe that was, maybe it was Rashad yesterday. I can't remember. But if you say, like, I probably would rather, UK is less of a threat. I mean, they haven't beaten us in forever. Yeah. I mean, I, I, actually, I don't know. That'd be pretty. That would be tough, but that'd still, be tough. But Kim Mulkey's like basically UK 2.0. She's in crazy. terms of that, we don't want to be down there because it's no. Besides, like our arch rival, I despise LSU more than anybody right now because of just Kim Mulkey. That's it. Texas says, is this is a KRC text is going to bed at 10:30 early. TJ, I feel like nine or 9:30 is early. 10:30 has to be a pretty normal bedtime. Sleeping four hours, waking up to do something, and then going back to bed for a couple more hours is wild. 10.30 is way too early to go to bed. I, but I do feel like for the normal person, 10.30, 11 is kind of I mean, even when average. I was doing KRC and I'd be getting up at like 6 in the morning, and I had to get up before they did because during, especially during COVID, like I was the only one driving in. They were doing it from home. Uh, Weren't you always late, though? Wasn't it like a thing? I was late a few times, but that was. Wasn't there like, is Trevor on time today? Account. I, I, my, my winning that was it was a running joke, but I, I mean, I think I seriously, I think it was late, like maybe less than ten times in three years. We'll have to ask for confirmation. I, I, I can we go back and look at the audio. We've got tapes. I'm we not, got it all on proof. I, mean, I was going to ask just TJ and Nick. I'm not going to listen to every one of their I'm shows for, for three years. Hey, I, I, trust I, those two. <laughs> I'm going to guess they would say the opposite, but that's okay. Uh. I mean, still, it's probably more than times you should be late, but for, for my track record, it's pretty damn good, I think. Now, I mean, it did help that I had Douglas backing me up. I had, like, a security net for a lot of times to help me. with, but, um, Ah, damn, I already forgot what I was talking about. You're talking oh, about going to bed. Going to bed but even when while. I would do that, I would still stay. I'd, use, I'd almost always be up to, like, at least 11, 30, 12. Like, I, don't, I feel like 10, 30 is just way too. I mean, you're going to bed before anything even ends, really, on the East Coast. I agree with you, That's but that's us. I mean, you and I both are kind of naturally night owls. I think for like, but if you're going to get up at normal s- people, I think ten thirty is kind of. I mean, if you're getting up at six, you go to bed at what, like twelve? That's still what eight hours. 
you want to do that again? You want to run, run one, that again? Two, you want to run that again in your head real four, quick? Four to five, five to six. Six hours. Did you That's really enough. have to count on your fingers for 12 to six? Shut up. <laughs> Did that just happen? No. If there was YouTube cameras here, you could prove it, but there aren't. <laughs> it's an all-time low. <laughs> Texas, is there, was there Jim Beam slander on KRC this morning? Texas, after that Jim Beam slander, I think I speak for everyone here in Bargetown by saying, suck it, Roush and Scoots. You two are officially banned from the bourbon capital of the world. Wow. And may God have mercy on your souls. Uh, I can't imagine. I don't know. I don't think Scoots is a big Jim Beam guy or bourbon guy. I'm not a big bourbon guy, but I'm not going to slander Jim Beam. Yeah. I mean, I, I I don't drink, I mean, anymore, obviously. Even my 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 drinking heyday, I did enjoy some bourbon. But, I mean, I would, it wasn't still my favorite. I don't think I ever really drink Jim Beam that often, though, to be honest with you. I feel like I did for a brief period. Maybe I did. I just don't think about it. Yeah. Texas I want to say Beam is the one that, like, the first thing I did order when I we went to Vegas, and they did, like, what the hell is that? Yeah. There was something. It was either Beam or Daniels. I can't remember one of them. You couldn't get west of the Mississippi until just a few years ago. Texas, am I the only one annoyed with Payne apologists excusing the lack of portal success with the fact that he has a top five class excuse? This is not a tournament roster today. I mean, I, I, don't, I, mean, I mean, it's not an excuse. It is kind of what he was here for. I mean, it, that was what they they bragged about him doing, and now they're backing up. They're they're using their data to back. We up. need to. My my advice for. Whichever faction of the fan base you find yourself in, if there's, I hate doing the pro KP, anti KP, it's whatever. I think we're the NWO, and there's like NWO oh, Wolf Pack. It's just, it's also stop letting what's going on with the other side annoy you. I, I think there are things happening with all factions of the fan base that are annoying, but like the games are going to be played, the answers are going to come. I, I do think it's strange that like. You have some people who were saying the exact same thing last April, May, June that, that went through a four and twenty eight season where clearly, like, we weren't okay. Like, you know, you, you guys told me we're going to get players, we didn't get players. You guys told me, I mean, I mean, we got. I got told I didn't know basketball because you know, just wait, Kenny Payne's going to get guys, and I don't know basketball because just wait, Kenny Payne doesn't need to get guys. We've got we're going to play like Florida State, and then I don't know basketball because I think the Lenore Ryan game is discouraging. We weren't trying. Just wait. Uh, you don't know basketball if you're if you're alarmed about us losing to Bellarmine. We, we're going to learn. We're going to get better. It's like, at what point do you just say, like, we're 4-28. and 28, We're wrong about all these things. And then it's fine if you're confident going into year two. But to be, like, 100% certain that everything is golden right now, I don't know how you can get to that point. I, I mean, I also don't know how you can be 100% certain that this is going to be just as much of a calamity as it was last year. But, like, the talking points are exactly the same. And I do think the roster has been improved upon. I don't think it's been improved upon as of right now to be tournament good. I could definitely be wrong about that. But like we're sitting here saying the same, like, well, we're gonna play bigger. You don't need we don't need this, we don't need that. We did the same thing last year and we went four and twenty-eight. At least be open to the possibility that this season may not be a shining success unless we go out there and we land a tier one transfer at the guard position before we get to the end of the, the signing period. Like I, I just, it, it does kind of blow my mind, but the top, I mean, it also kind of blows my mind that we have people that are just sort of poo-pooing a top five recruiting class. Is it enough in this day and age to make you tournament good alone? 
No, I don't think it is. But it's not nothing. These are the if we are able to land some big time transfers, have a successful year, and you get a couple of guys, three or four of guys from from this year's recruiting class coming back, and I'm including the the transfers and the JUCO Karan Davis in this mix. If you get a few of those guys to come back and develop over the next couple of years, that can significantly help you. The best college basketball teams in this day and age are combinations of players who have been in the program for two or three years and gotten progressively better, elite transfers, and then maybe a really good youngster or two sprinkled in. Now, for the most part, teams with th- that are overly reliant on true freshmen are not winning in this day and age. So you, you need those first two things more than the third. And right now, we've got talent on this team. It's all young. It's all young. You've got to mix in an experienced guard who's won or produced at a high level for multiple seasons at the college level if we're going to have a shot next year. So what you're saying is to be successful, you have to compromise and take a little piece of each each pie and not just throw all your eggs in one basket. For sure. I don't think, I don't think fans can understand that. A little bit of this, a little bit of that. <laughs> I mean, we can't Started get, we can't get politics to understand that, then how can we get fans to understand it? <laughs> Texas says, Jeff Goodman said on his show today that Louisville has to win at least 16 games next season in order for Kenny Payne to keep his job. He also said that Payne was only able to land players at Oregon and UK because of his Nike ties and not due to his recruiting skills. Well, that, that last part's very, uh, <laughs> wow. It's like saying you can't, the only reason she's dating you is because you're rich. It helps. I mean, <laughs> it's not the only thing though, but it does help significantly. Like, I, would she be, would she be your girlfriend if you were broke? I think it's a fair comparison. Like being really rich obviously helps. Like, would she be your girlfriend? No, but also like if you were a psychopath murderer, she's probably not going to be your girlfriend. Like you've got. Well, she might. She's. You at least have to be somewhat she's have good. A little less of a choice in it. Well, I mean, for most normal women, yeah. you at least have to be, like, somewhat good at, at courting. Like that, I think Kenny Payne. How much money you have? Kenny Payne had significant advantages at, at UK for sure, but he still was good at what he did. Like I, I'm not going to just dismiss everybody who talked about the way he was able to forge these relationships with players and their families and all that stuff. I don't, I don't think you can just say it was just because of the Nike ties and the Kentucky ties. Clearly it helped a lot. I mean, I'm ho- I'm, I'm not saying it is. I'm just saying, I hope, I hope that's not the case. Cause I mean, like, I mean, you're, I mean, we've got a top five recruiting class right now. Like if Justin Bieber year. wasn't rich and famous, he wouldn't be like telling women like get away from, him. he'd be like a, a single wanker sitting in the corner by himself in the, his mother's basement, probably playing video games. I mean, that's you're losing the analogy quickly here. But oh, sorry. <laughs> he, I mean, you can't just gloss over the fact that in a limited amount of time, he landed some some big names and kept some big names. Like we've we have a really good recruiting class coming in. The problem is this isn't 2008 anymore, where that would matter more significantly, and we have significant roster holes still from what happened last season. So I mean, he's recruiting well enough right now. I think we just we've gotten stung by not getting some of the bigger names that we thought we were going to get on initially in the 2023 class. That's because of NCAA cloud though. Yeah. I mean, but was DJ Wagner because of of NCAA cloud? It is for those that are apologetic for Kenny Payne. Yeah. I mean, I I don't think it was, I don't, I don't think Bradshaw was, was either Uh, AJ Johnson. You just straight up lost to Texas. People have have looked at that, but I mean, he's gotten, he's gotten, he got flowers. Who's reclassified now as a borderline five-star talent, even in the 2023 class. He got Dennis Evans when he became available. We'll see what happens with Carter Bryant and these 2024 kids. But like, of all the issues that we have right now as a men's basketball program, 
the high school recruiting is for me at least is low on the list. Like I, my biggest issue, like I think we hear every single day is, can we do anything with these guys? Like, are, like th- that's still to be seen, mm-hmm. and we've got no proof right now that we can. Didn't so, AJ go pro, by the way? He's going to the Australia, the NBA. Yeah. Texas, technically did lose in the Texas. Texas says if Mike sits down to watch Shallow Howe at the exact same time that TK starts walking up the ramp to the bridge, <laughs> Mike maybe we can get through the credits and the full movie before TK sits foot on the Indiana side. I can almost guarantee. I don't know about Indiana side, but you would watch that whole movie before I probably got back to the Louisville side. That's not true. It's not. That at some point, you might laugh more at me attempting to accomplish this feat than, than, than what you're seeing in the actual movie. It's not that far of a walk. It's like it's like half a mile. Yeah. So you're asking me to walk a mile. You can walk a mile. I mean, you got to remember, there's going to be like good, like you know, you said there's benches, right? There are benches, so I can stop and have a couple of cigarettes. You can walk chill. a mile in less than an hour. Like with, without stops. Yeah, with stops. I don't know. My stops would be like 30 minutes. You don't need to stop for 30 minutes. Just like a little five-minute pick-me-up. You'll be fine. Well, if I'm going to stop for five minutes for a pick-me-up, I want somebody to literally pick me up. You can do this. You're Texas said no rascal. What are your thoughts on the basketball roster and the expectations if they added Mackenzie and Baco, RJ Luis, and a quality point guard? With that roster, my expectation would be make the tournament. Isn't that our expectation no matter what, though? It is. Okay. But with that like, – I would think it would be possible with that. It's a realistic expectation. Exactly. Like, like I think we're all like the expectation for year two. We had that before we even knew who's going to be on the team. It yeah. was like I don't care who you add. I don't care what the roster looks like. You need to be in the tournament in your second year in a place like Louisville. Agreed. With this roster, I would be like, yeah, you. If we don't make the tournament with that roster, then this just clearly isn't going to work because Mbako is a legitimate one and done talent. Luis helps you in an area where you're weak right now. A quality point guard. I mean, I don't even know who we're at this point. I that third part is the one that I don't think is going to happen because they see Sky Clark as their point guard. That, that's pretty clear with the way that they're recruiting. They are going after Cam Hayes, who I think they would look at as more of a, a safety net backup type uh, type guy. But if we did land like a lights out point guard, yeah, I'd be like, we, that's a roster that should be competitive against anybody. Um, but we'll, I mean, gotta prove it. Texas, are you going to the PGA in 2024, Mike? Yes. I, I mean, I plan on it. It's going to be a hot ticket, but... Oh, it's going to be, gonna be here next year? Uh, yeah, this time, like 12 months from now. Next May, it'll be here. Cool. Very cool. Can I go? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Texas, I'm so sick of these crystal balls. They mean absolutely nothing. They just get your hopes and they let you down. Has anyone ever tested the accuracy of the crystal ball? Well, no, because they do this thing where like they'll be... You know, this guy right now who's like has a the cloudy crystal ball to Arizona. If he finds out two hours before Carter Bryant's commitment to Louisville, he'll just he's going to Louisville, he'll just change his prediction. He's like, I've changed my crystal ball. And so he maintains 100% accuracy because of that. Yeah. So you need to go back and look at it like at least like at least like a week before a pick. Yeah. I like, want to see like the. I would love to see the statistics on this. The initial. I mean, because everybody's going to be like 40% because these kids flip and flop so well, much. I'm not, I know. I'm, I'm just saying. I mean, then. I mean, there should be some punishment to these riders for just throwing out no, I agree. balls. No, I agree. I mean, look at the DJ Wagner thing. Like Everybody just followed yeah. followed the leader. Like, yeah, hey, I hear Buzzy's going to Louisville. We hired Milt Wagner. I'm hearing intel. And the fact of the matter was nobody had any intel because we now know the kids. The kid never changed. He was Kentucky the entire yeah. time. And all these recruiting, hearing that he may 
commit to Louisville as early as the Peach Jam or whatever. It's like it was all just bull. Like, it was completely made up. It was completely fabricated to get attention and get clicks. And like all these flipping and flopping between crystal ball projections, it was just I saw one prominent name say this, and now I'm going to say that I'm hearing the same thing. And the reality was DJ Wagner was never going anywhere besides Kentucky the entire time. Texas, do you have any intel on where Carter is transferring? Carter Bryant? Yeah, I don't know who we're... Is he transferring? Not sure who we're talking to. If we're talking about Carter Bryant, that's not a transfer, but I don't know who else. What other Carter we got? Texas, Sky Clark can run the show, but you absolutely need another good ball handling guard that can run the show also. Totally you, agree. You just need a second guard no matter what. I totally agree with both of I don't of care them. if your starter's John freaking Stockton. You need a backup. Did we not learn that last year? Like That's my thing is like... We're saying the same stuff that we were talking ourselves into last spring and summer. We watched the entire season. Everyone agreed that LLS needed a running mate. Everyone agreed that this was this would have looked much, much better if we'd had a capable second guard that could relieve him from some of the ball handling duties and that could also be a capable scorer. And now here we are, like a month after winning four games, and we're like, I don't know. I think this time it can be okay. We need another true guard. We do. I'm sorry. We didn't last year, but even no offense with else, we didn't have a true guard last year. Really, I mean, he's he was an off guard playing the one, and and that's kind of what yeah. people think that we're going to have here. Sky Clark, that was what Illinois fans were saying last year. He's not a true point guard. He's a combo guard who's better off the ball. Like we're, I'm, we're we're in the the roster weaknesses are the exact same as they were a year ago. I think some of the spots have gotten better. I think some of the strengths have been improved. We all thought that the front court was going to dominate last year, and they all just turned out to be paper tigers. Like, I think we've paper improved. You know, I think we've improved there. But like, when you look at the the roster and, and you point out glaring weaknesses, they're the exact same <laughs> as they were last season. And yet, we're all here. Like, I don't know. I think we can win twenty five games. Uh, we just, Maybe Kenny's just improved as a coach. I mean, we we did we see him and we he, he improved over last year, right? Tell me. Tell I would me, hope so. Tell me I mean, yes, because I'm not of it myself either yeah I, I would hope so uh texas i think the philosophy can work for kenny Payne with the traditional point guard and the interchangeable pieces throughout the rest of the lineup but you need somebody at least on the bench that can play the point and i don't know if the staff realizes this yes yeah you do <laughs> like we we cam hayes w- would would fill that role hersey miller i'm not sure can hersey miller can't he hustles he works hard he... I, i'm not i don't want to knock him but like he's not he's a self-check He's not an ACC point guard. No. He, he, he's not. Now, he he's can get a, a lot better, but he's... I don't know if he's a starter at what level he'd be a starter at in NCAA. I mean, he but, wasn't a starter at Tennessee Tech yeah. before he transferred here. I mean, he's, a back, he's, probably, he's probably a mid-level backup. Not, he's not an ACC backup. Texas, Trevor, I haven't played basketball in four years, and I guarantee I would smack you. If I beat you, I get to co-host the show. If you win, I buy you dinner for a week. I'm going to take that bet just so I can, I can take the fall and you can... I can have a day off. Yeah, I was gonna say you like, it's a win-win you, for you. Yeah, I'm not, You're not losing anything. I'm just gonna here. kick the ball to the stand like sucker. Oh no! Call me on Monday. You get a Friday. You get a day off work. Uh, I don't know you, Texture, but you're probably right. I mean, you haven't played in four years. I don't think I played in like probably longer than that. I'm trying to think of when the last time I played like an organized game of like pickup was. Oh, it's good. probably been like for me. Ten- Besides against, like, my nephews and family stuff with, like, friends or, like, just whatever at the park, it's been, like, six, seven years. Last time, me, probably would have been, like, 2000, probably probably 2009-ish, 2010. 
Uh, we used to play because uh, I, I had keys to the Wagner's gym. I knew the alarm code. That'd be nice. Yeah. So like me and like some of the people from the mall, Sweeney and a bunch of the other radio people, we'd come up, we'd go up there and play pickup games inside the gym. And uh, I twisted my knee real bad. That's when I think I was told, I think I tore my PCL, but I don't know. Yeah. I don't have insurance. So I don't with the doctor for it. But um, yeah, I, I really haven't played much since. It's probably could have been about a decade. Closer to that is maybe just shooting around on like maybe just taking free throws or something and shooting on a court. But yeah, man, it was, actual going up and down the court, yeah, it's probably been a decade. It was sad uh, yesterday. So one of our, our the four caddies that we had was my old, like he coached me my St. Matthews baseball team when I was 15. Um, and he, he also was like very close family friends with Danny's parents. So it was awesome that we had him. He's like one of the nicest guys. Shout out to Wim uh, Darden, who's very, very cool. So his son was a year younger than me. Charlie was like a super athlete. Uh, we played on the same team at St. Matt's. And he was like, he was telling all stories to the other four caddy that was working with him about, yeah, we pitched Mike every, this is when I was good at baseball. I stopped, before I'd stopped growing. So we pitched Mike every game, like did all this stuff. He hit this home run. And I was like, yeah, very cool. And so he's like talking to me. And I'd played softball with Charlie a few times, like back in the day. And he's like, he's like, you still playing old man softball? And I was like, no. I was like, haven't played in a long time. He's like, you playing, uh, you playing pickup basketball anywhere? And I was like, no, not, not doing any of that. And he's like, so this is pretty much it as far as the. I was like, yeah. And this is the first time I've played in about two years. I was like, I'm really not doing anything sports wise anymore. You need to get out there and do a few more things, Mike. Because once you get to like me, then it's like you, you look back and go, I should do this more. Oh wait a minute, I can't. It made My me knees and back are not going to let me right now. The last time I played softball, I probably like five, six years. I remember I dropped a line drive in, in left center field, and I hadn't dropped a pop-up since I was like 12. And I was like, I was like, this is it. This, I'm not good at sports anymore. It's done. I don't want to play if I'm not good anymore. It's over. Well, I, 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 told, I told you when I, when I worked at Insight, who, by the way, I, I have this out there. My manager, I didn't know this until later on, her daughter is Billy Sparks, the, the up-and-coming rising star in wrestling who just signed with the local girl, 18-year-old who just signed with uh, AEW. Nice. Um, her mom was my manager at Inside. I never knew. You know, this time, little Billy was like eight years old. So, um, but when I worked there, like like Mona, I was so excited. Like the, my favorite thing there was they they had like a softball league. And the guy came up. He's like, "You want to play?" And so I was like, "I'm in an office. This is a softball." League. I was like, "Yes." Like, yeah. like I felt like I seen like I know I was only there between because I QMS had just closed up. So I was doing freelance work, but I was working there you know, along with my freelance radio stuff. So, but I was like, so excited. I was like, this is like, I was so pumped. And I signed up. And of course, I think I told you, I lied. Cause they were like, if you're righty, you have to bat lefty. And I was like, well, I'll just tell them I'm lefty. Yeah. And we had one game. Uh, and we lost. I, I batted once struck out, uh, even righty, which is you the struck out part. your own. Yeah. The way that you normally hit. <laughs> I, had play, I had played baseball like a decade then. Still. Uh, so anyway, we had the one game we lost, and I just remember I was, I was like, oh, man, I, I paid money to do this. Like, I think it was like 30 bucks or something. <laughs> and, like, I go to the next game, and there's like, I'm one of, like, four people there. Oh, that's And, like, nice. we forfeited, and that was the last game of the season. We never played again. Like, that really sucks. Beer League Softball's great. I was like, yeah. I, 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 I don't know what, who we were playing against. I, I mean, I was with Insight. I think we were playing just other random places, but. I was so excited for this league, and I just had one game, one at bat. I'm like, I'm like Moonlight Graham over here, <laughs> like just like waiting to be called back up. Big X needs a team. We'll get it. If we got it. I mean, I could do it. I don't know, oh, man. I, I I think if you asked me to do one thing, like between being on a basketball court, I would go to. I would love to go to a batting cage. Is there any batting cages in Louisville anymore? I think the, all the ones are at the like those like baseball facilities now. Like 
Oh, I don't want to go through all that. And they used to have the one by that Toys R Us. Oh, I loved it. I'm yeah. so I cried when that place got torn down. Same man, like my buddy. Uh, I Ty- grew up at that place. My buddy Tyler Coon, who ended up becoming the all-time Big East hits leader, and was like AAA for a long time. When he would come back in town, he still would go up to that cage. Oh was, yeah. There was one time where Ray Almeida, who played for the Reds, was um was down at AAA Louisville, <clears throat> and like they're like hitting, and, like clearly they're like we're both like what are we doing here? And they started like hanging out. Like it was like just I was like that batting cage. It's magical, and now it's gone. That's so sad. Now it's gone. We gotta go to break. When we come back, I will take a few more of your texts. We'll also get to this uh, this top 100 ESPN ranking for the 2023 boys basketball class and how it pertains to Louisville. What made me mad? All that good stuff coming your way next here on 1450 and 961. It's the Big X. Like, I wasn't really a, a grasp of who Alice Cooper was at, oh, I had at no age idea. 11. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of things about the movie. I guess I didn't like get how funny it was, even though I laughed originally at it. Oh, yeah. And you walk it, watch it back in. I was like mind. seven years old. I like, was like, I fell on my keys. Like, laughing. I'm like, it's like I'm not grasping the content. <laughs> I think my I, my mom's boyfriend, I remember, took me to see that. The best thing he brought to a relationship. I'm just now saying that uh, it, it, it was supposed to happen a couple of months ago. It's apparently going to happen tonight. Blue checks are gone on Twitter tomorrow. Oh, un- unless you paid for it. So I'm going to have to, like, I'm, like, holding hands, like, with my blue check tonight. How am I supposed like, to trust the, the news from somebody if they don't have a blue check? I mean, I'm just, nobody's going to listen to me anymore. This is the only time. I've only had mine for, like, I think a couple of years because they gave all the SB Nation accounts one. Originally, they, they made you, like, sign up for it, and I just didn't sign I was like, I don't care. And then I woke up one morning. And I just had one because they gave all the, the individual team accounts one. And technically, I'm a team account. But it's going to be gone <laughs> tomorrow. I'm done. It's all gone. All my legitimacy, poof, gone. And I can get your legitimacy for like five bucks. For eight bucks, yeah. Is it eight bucks a month or just eight bucks in one small fee? I think it's eight bucks a month. I could be wrong. Like, so I could be a blue check for like a month. They're like, oh, I missed my payment. <laughs> then you're gone. Do I, do I get like a... Did I get a notice in the mail for that? <laughs> I don't know how it works, but I'm yeah. Apparently, my blue check will be gone in the morning. That's fine. You're not gonna pay? Hell no! Are you kidding me? No. You can, uh, should, you can should at least like pony up or the, the, the Troy or somebody should pony up like our blue check money here. I'd prefer the Indiana Bridge tolls if we're gonna if we're gonna get paid for something. That we're- <laughs> you, I told you how much I pay, and it's my own fault for like 
I had like six of them stacked up. I'm, I think I've got like 10 that I've got. To yeah. And, and you know, the, the only good thing about that is if you have that many, like we did, like pretty much it's only like one toll. It's just, it's just a, it's like the second notice, third notice. Yeah. So like I paid one and I realized like I opened like five more in a row and I was like, well, I don't have to pay. That's one I just paid. Oh, well, true that. Yeah. Yeah. That was the only positive of it. The negative was, you know, actually having to pay the money. Um, 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line. Reminder, Thornton's is hooking you up with 89-cent fountain drinks of 32 ounces or smaller for a limited time. Big old drink for less than a buck. Only Thornton's is going to do that for you. Download that Refreshing Rewards app today and then text us at 502-414-1450. Uh, we'll take some, we, we had a bunch of texts today. We'll take some here to wrap up the last like 10 minutes or so of this hour, and then we'll get to the top 100 rankings and the draft talk coming up in, in hour number three. Love draft talk. It, it's your time. You're going to love this. Texture says, speaking of uh, defensive philosophy, is there a one in four out defense menace down low and a bunch of wings outside? Is that the ideal KP defense? I mean, I, I think that, I mean, not really a one in four out. It's more of an offensive concept. But, like, I, I do think that we're going to, I think ideally, he wants to pressure the ball, hard-nosed man-to-man defense, contesting on the perimeter, and then having an elite rim protector at the back end to, you know, Make the defenders feel okay if they get beat. Like, like you know, you want to. Like, we didn't do any of that last year, so I don't, I don't know if that's the plan. I, I've got, I've got no idea. We just, we just sat back and played this loose man-to-man defense that never really. There was no give and take. Like we didn't, we weren't giving up layups because we were gambling for steals, so we weren't forcing turnovers, but we were still giving up layups and wide open threes anyway. We just. It was just like a sit back and just not do anything defense. And I just, I never, I never really got it. Uh, Texture says, I've been dealing with some long COVID issues for the last couple of months. Very concerned that I'm not going to get to play golf anymore. How did you feel after you said, appreciate that. The best part of yesterday, outside of just being at Valhalla, was I felt like, I I felt normal. It was so weird to like just be out there doing something physical that I haven't done in so long. And just like, I feel like crying happy, happy tears, Trev. I feel like I'm. I'm finally coming I'm glad, back. I'm glad you enjoyed your day, though. I appreciate it, man. I feel like I'm had a beer on Friday last Friday. You did. I had I've had it mixed in a little bit of coffee recently, and not fully back on that train. You're you're, you're putting your toe into the water. And I feel like way. we're coming back. I feel like I, after almost a full year of dealing with this absolute. Just did you have another? I mean, how, how what about food wise? Like, have you had a little more? A little food wise, I've been okay. I mean, there's because you couldn't really have a lot of sugar, like candy and stuff, like you wanted to. I think with I still stuff. eat less, but like it, it's just like big meals. Also, like they they kind of mess with me. Like they they send me I flare ups, oh. so I've just kind of had like more smaller meals, but I, I'm, I'm not really like during the summer, I limited everything. Like I cut out this big non-inflammatory diet because inflammation is apparently the, the big thing here. So I, I was eating like nothing and I lost, I mean, I lost 33 pounds from when I started from when I first got sick to like the lowest. Now nah, I went from feeling bad to you for hating you. Well, I know, but it was like, a, <laughs> like I don't need to like my figure. I do. I, I don't look good when I like, I like my, I look back at pictures of me from like June and like, I look like I'm on death's doorstep. Like it's not a, it's not a good look. And now I'm, I'm back to where I'm like, yeah, I could lose a few on the gut. Like this is, <laughs> I'm glad to be back to being fat and somewhat healthy, but we could, we could trim that gut. Maybe, Don't ever call yourself fat again. Maybe we lose, <laughs> maybe we lose five or 10 more and get back down to like a healthier, I don't know, 160 or something. But it was it being like, I mean, I was weighing when I weighed in like eighth grade. It was just not, not good. But yeah, playing yesterday was, I was a little bit nervous about how it was going to go. And it was great. It was, uh, it was, it was awesome. I think so, eighth grade Trevor weighed more than you weigh right now. Probably. I mean, eighth grade Trevor was probably 
yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Eighth grade Trevor was 6'3", probably 260. I was going to say, you were big early. So, yeah. 40, you, yeah, maybe. Yeah, you were, I mean, you probably, yeah. I've, I've never been, I've never been pushing two bills, but. I don't remember the last time I was under two bills. <laughs> Texture says, um, there's a, oh, he says, don't have to read this on the air. Well, now I'm going to. Well, we've already fell to that now trap. I'm, now it's happening. Oh, no. You're got to give away his, his mom's social security number. He says there's a cool YouTube channel called the History Underground that travels to historical sites and gives an overview of the events while showing you where they happened. It might be a bit much in terms of historical nerd stuff, but I'm a fan. That no, I, cool. I, I, I you, like that. You've actually enticed me a little bit. <clears throat> I'm big on, like, historical sites. Like, this is where this happened. Oh, like, yeah. Like, like I will fall in those loops. I, I will watch if I if I get big into something, I will watch videos of like normal people going to those sites and being like, here, here's where Hamilton shot Bird. Here's where the sign is. And like this is the tree. Like I, I'll get I will get very into that stuff. Yeah, I've I've, I've got gotten down the 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 pigeonhole of of. Uh, I guess it was Burr shooting Hamilton. Clearly, I'm a history. <laughs> somebody player. got shot. One of them got. Somebody shot. died here. Okay, he's dead. <laughs> But I do love yeah, the other History Channel stuff. I get caught up on the History Channel a lot of times, especially if it's a good, if it's a good, good little documentary. I, my, I actually did watch. I told you how I watched that. You know, I told you I watched the wrestling, that fighting with my family movie on, on Monday yes. over the weekend. If I watched, so on Monday night I watched that over the weekend. Monday night I actually watched the documentary that like inspired the movie. The documentary was so much better. Was it? I was so. I mean, leaps and bounds better. I was, and it's only like forty five minutes long. The very first like auditorium college class that I had at Dayton, this was my second day of college. The the, the lecture, the professor was like talking about the History Channel and how he didn't like the History Channel. And they show all the shows like World War II stuff. He's like the History Channel, or as I call it, the Hitler Channel. Crickets. <laughs> Crickets. I was like, is this college humor? It's like, is this what people? I was like, is this how it's gonna go now? This is terrible. <laughs> this guy is dying up there. He's desperate for a laugh and getting nothing. You should have laughed. At least you might have got help credit. I mean, it's a huge class. You I mean, couldn't tell who it was. You couldn't <laughs> see me. You know, I'm sitting like 26th row up there. You know, got a crack. Ha ha! Wheeler Channel. <laughs> that would have been hilarious if he just fake laughed so loud. Ha ha ha! That's that's a, just fall out of your seat. Is he having an aneurysm? <laughs> He just loves the jokes. They do show a lot of World War II stuff. They do. Hence the joke. <laughs> yeah, I get it. It's a smart joke. The premise of the joke is fine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Texture says, who would you say is better, RJ Luis or Jalen Withers? Oh, don't make me do this. Well, I think they're two different players. Luis certainly was more consistent. Plus, he's he's young. Luis was a true freshman last year where, yeah, where Withers, Withers was a, a junior. A redshirt junior. Redshirt junior, yeah. He's entering what will be his fifth season as like a college basketball yeah, player. so it's kind of hard to compare him. I mean, if you compared his redshirt freshman year to Luis, I had to see more of Luis play, but I mean, I guess maybe there'd be some fair comparison there. Look, if you want to call Luis a guard, you can make that stretch. I mean, you can't call Jalen Withers a guard. No, no, no. They're no, two no. different, like Luis is a better ball handler He's, I mean, he he's a good open shooter. I I I have trouble calling him a guard though. But I mean, he's more of a wing. He's more of a, a slashing yeah. wing. Um, I'll say Luis is better, just because Withers is so inconsistent. I think Withers at his peak. I think his potential is better than RJ Luis's. I think Luis is a better player right now, and he's got more time to get better. Hope he gets better. I mean, we thought that we hoped Withers would get better too. 
your boy says Sarah said, Trevor, are you awake yet? And then he said, HVL to LSU. She's pulling that KD plan. Yeah, who wants to be compared to KD? Well, you know, honey championships. That's the thing. Yeah, but that's just everybody in the NBA does that now. Texas says, sorry, Mike, but Brian is going to Arizona thanks to the season we just had. That's somebody's first text to the show. Wow. Pessimism thanks for joining about, the show. Pessimism about Carter Bryant. There wow. Welcome to, welcome to the group. First text. Well, I hope you're wrong. I don't know. I, I've got no idea. Uh, everybody's saying Wayne's World, Wayne's World, Wayne's World. I guess pe- people are picking up on the theme at about four o'clock, according to the text line. Oh, it took two songs. I guess no one got it off the uh, the the in, uh, end of the first uh, segment. Though it was like a Red Hot Chili Peppers song, as, which I think it plays when they're during one of their montages. Hmm. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have got on either way. Dreamweaver should give it away though. Yeah, so, I mean, when you see a Dreamweaver, how do you do you not picture anything? I out picture of this, yeah the, the exact scene. It makes me feel like the time we climbed the rope of gym class. Texas, I don't get pro and anti-KP. It seems like we should be in the camp that last year was embarrassingly bad, and we hope it's better this year, but we don't have much faith that it will. I, Yeah, kind of. That, that's, that's, that's pretty much where I am. Um, I, I would, I mean, it, it does blow my mind, and I know I've said this before, and I thought Keith's tweet really drove it home. Like, if you had told me at any point in my life as a Cardinal fan that we would go 4-28 and 28 in a season, I would say like— Football? <laughs> I, I'd be like, there's a universal just outrage and horror across the fan base, right? Like everyone's in agreement that this can was just a colossal failure. Gigantic changes need to be made. Louisville cannot lose, even if we were like facing the death penalty. A four and twenty-eight season, I think people would still be like, this is a little much for for what we're dealing with right now. And yet we've there's been infighting. Like I, I think that it's it's why I hate the pro KP and anti KP labels because. The anti-KP people, and I'm, I'm using air quotes here, they're pro-Kenny Payne in that they want Kenny Payne to have success. We all, all At the end of the day, all we want is for Louisville men's basketball to get back to being fun and get back to being good. And the issue is we have, everybody seems to have a different idea of what the problem is and what the best route to getting back to being us is. And I think the texture's right. Like I'm shocked that we don't have more people who are like, I'm hoping for the best, but my goodness, like a- after last year, like I- I'm going to curve my, my optimism and just wait and see until we actually play some games. Instead, it's like, it's almost like they're, uh, you have a faction that's just doubling down. That's like, everything's great. Look at this guy. We're getting this guy. You're an idiot for thinking four wins is something you should be upset about. Like, it's just like, okay, I-, I like the optimism, but how are you a hundred percent confident that this is going to be fantastic. That we're not just going to be better than we were last year, but we are going to be terrific, and we're going to be winning national titles in no time. Like, I mean, it can't get much worse, right? I mean, you know, it can't. But like, you know, actually, it could. That's Cal. But you've I mean, got people out there that are like, if you thought that winning four games was bad, you don't even know what a traveling violation is. You are a moron. I'm like, how are we doing this? How, that to do with how is this happening? Like, I, I just, it, I don't get it at all. Texas, if TK makes it to the Indiana side, he's absolutely going to catch an Uber <laughs> to get back on the Kentucky side. <laughs> I am not going to dignify that with a response. <laughs> Probably true. Texas, prior to the CJ article, did we know that Sky Clark took a break to take care of his dad? So I, I did want to bring this up today. Brooks Holton wrote a really good thing in the Courier Journal about Sky Clark, his time away from basketball these last few months after leaving Illinois. 
and he did go into details for the first time. We knew it was a family health matter. That at least that's the way that it was phrased. We didn't know the details. Like Sky Clark basically was like, I came home for Christmas break. My dad's been dealing with diabetes. I didn't realize how bad it was. He's been having heart problems. And like, I, I saw him like he couldn't see. He was having trouble speaking. He wasn't moving very well. And I came back to Illinois. He played a couple of games and he was like, I can't, I, I can't leave my dad like this. So he goes home. He basically, and this is his dad telling the same story. Like he, he's like, he tended to me the entire time. He would go do these, these, these workout sessions at the local gym with trainers. And in between them, he would come, he'd take me to my doctor's appointments. He knew how to give me all my medicine. He knew how to take blood, like all this stuff. Like he, he was an expert when it came to caring for my diabetes. And that is the first time that we've really heard that in detail. I thought it was a enlightening piece. Scott Clark talked about how he wants to be a captain on this team, and he took it upon himself to like get everybody's number and create this big group chat where all the Louisville players can start the bonding process before they're all on campus together. It, it, it did make me feel more confident in his ability to become more than what he was at Illinois. And it did, I mean, again, this is his side of the story. He's controlling the narrative here. Maybe there was something else going on. We'll, we'll never know. But it did make me feel more comfortable in, in, in taking in a kid who you know, left his team in the middle of, of his freshman season for reasons that at the time were pretty unclear. I, I highly encourage. It was a free article. It's that you don't have to pay for it. You don't have to be a subscriber to read it. I linked it on Car Chronicle, the news and notes post today. Highly encourage you to read it. It was a, a lot of stuff there about Sky Clark that we had not heard before. Brooks did a really good job. Uh, we'll take a break. When we come back, 5 o'clock hour is up next. We'll get into these, uh, these new ESPN Top 100 rankings for the boys' basketball class of 2023. We'll talk a little mock draft where Cardinals uh, stand in the NFL draft a week away from the first round. And we'll hear more from you guys on the Thornton Stacks line. Hour number three on the way next here at the Rutherford Show on the Big X. It's got like yeah, him, him driving, being chased by a Terminator to yeah. get there. Yeah. Is that you or the snake? <laughs> <laughs> but I want to say she sings something. They do another song, though, like when they're doing the loft party, right? I don't. These are the only two. I just did. When I looked at the soundtrack, these are the only two that came up with her. Which, by the way, I think this was. An, I don't think it was original. I guess I had to look this up just now. It was originally written and performed in 1984 by Dwight Twilley. I don't know who that is. Of course. Who, how could you forget Dwight Twilley? Because <laughs> I, mean, I was thinking this might be an... I mean, it looks like this... Okay, yeah, it's the dude that's saying it, yeah. It, back at 94, I kind of want to listen to this now, but I'll wait. And do Thank it. you for, for holding off. <laughs> now it's going to bug me, though. What other songs did Crucial Taunt sing? I don't think... I think that was kind of it. 
I could have swore there was something. Else. I was kind of it. Uh, we got five o'clock hour here of the Mike Rutherford Show and fourteen fifty nine six one the Big X. Happy Wednesday to you. Happy Hump Day. The weather out there is once again beautiful. Enjoy the the warm weather here for the next couple of days because it's going to get cold. Thunder. It looks like it's going to be slightly better than it was originally pl- planned to be. They were saying a couple of days ago, like fifty eight was the high. It's going to rain. It's looking like it's still going to be a little bit nippy out there, but it's going to be it's going to be better than originally planned. But right now, this is this is peak. Enjoy it. Um, this, the, the, we, uh, stop talking about Crystal Taunt. We're, there's one song comes out. It's called "Touch Me." I don't know okay. that song. We're, we're, we're moving on from from Wayne's no, World. No, ESPN came out with its final top 100 rankings for the boys' basketball class of Ooh, 2023. Okay. This is Paul Bean Cardi. He's the guy running the show here. Some good news here for Louisville. Some interesting rankings here for Louisville. The most notable thing is that Trenton Flowers. This is the first time that he's been ranked in the 2023 class by ESPN. Uh, originally a member of 2024. When he's been reclassed in other rankings, he's been kind of in that 30 to 40 range. ESPN has him at number 17. They have him as the 17th best overall player in the 23 class. Here's what Bean Cardi said about Flowers. Flowers reclassified up, and he will be a freshman at Louisville in the fall. The small forward slash shooting guard was number 23 in the class of 2024. As a perimeter player at 6'8", he brings a wealth of potential and immediate talent to the Cardinals. His fluid movements and pace to beat defenders off the dribble, along with a smooth shooting stroke, is evident. As a passer, he understands how to facilitate, and his on-ball defense shows his ability to sit in his stance, slide his feet quickly, and switch if needed. He hits a few particularly important markers for the NBA to monitor, such as potential size, versatility, age, he just turned 18, and skill. Pretty high place for Flowers. Also interesting that he's six spots higher in the older class than he was in the 2024 class, which kind of goes along with the narrative that this class is is Weak. not yeah. particularly strong. I was gonna say like who would like who do you jump ahead of? I want like who were the guys that had him in 24 that like like I guess I mean yeah I, it just tells you something about 24 class. I, I I like hearing everything about offense. I I believe it when I see it when it comes to defense. There's one thing when it comes to freshmen is defense is always the last thing to be formed in terms of development. Usually, yeah. yeah. Mainly because they're not asked to play defense in the high school levels hardly at all. They don't have to. I mean, they can just be athletic and be look good defensively. But that's not going to happen in college. and that, So that, that part does wonder me. But, I mean, the offense, oh, God, we still need scoring too. Yeah. I mean, as bad as I know we've talked about how much we need defensive help, we also could use some offensive help. We need too. everything. Yeah, we, there's not really anything we don't need. And, I mean, the size, everything. I mean, he screams NBA potential, too. It's 6'8". What was, what's his weight? Like 220, 215, Good enough size. Yeah, I mean, he's got that wing size the NBA wants. They've got that, that 3D type type game you would expect. So, I'm hoping, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it makes me feel a little warm because fuzzy inside. I'm, I'm positive. Now, outside of Flowers, they've got this is where it gets a little bit because Dennis Evans was was hyped as you know five star ish talent in the class. I think he was as high as like number twelve in some scouting services when he 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 decommitted from Minnesota and ended up with us. They've got ESPN does has Evans at number fifty eight in the class, so he's down there. They they see him as much more of a project than rivals did. Um, Caleb Glenn they've got at sixty two, which is about where he's been pretty much this entire recruiting cycle. And then Curtis Williams, they have at number 72. So four top 75 players in this class for Kenny Payne. They could potentially still add Mackenzie Mbako, who is number nine in the rankings, according to ESPN. He is, uh, he's, they talk about his shot making in the write-up by being Cardi. You can see the full rankings uh, for ESPN on ESPN.com, the insider rankings. They do have a, no, a new number one 
Uh, DJ Wagner is not number one in these rankings. Ha <laughs> uh, He's not even the highest rated Kentucky player. Ha ha. Oh, well. Yeah. yeah, yeah not, not <laughs> as, <laughs> well. When he said not, I was not excited to say not Kentucky. I'm well, like, wow. that's, not, that's not, <laughs> not as cool anymore. Uh, Isaiah Collier from Marietta, Georgia, who is signed with USC, is the new number one ranked player in this class, six foot four guard, point guard. Ron Holland, power forward, who signed with Texas, is number two. And then Justin Edwards from Kentucky, going, who's going to Kentucky, is three. Wagner is four. Uh, Mattis Bazellus, who is not going to college, is five, or I guess he still hasn't decided on his college, is five. Aaron Bradshaw, who's going to Kentucky, is six. Cody Williams, who's going to Colorado, is seven. Jacoby Walter, who's going to Baylor, is nine. Mackenzie Mbako, who hopefully is going to Louisville, is, is, is nine. Uh, Walter, I should say, was eight. And then Jared McCain, who we once recruited, who's going to Duke, is ten. So, there you go. Okay. Suck it, cats. Not even yeah. one or two. Just, yeah. Just three, four, and six. Take those bums. <laughs> you really want to rely on all these freshmen? <laughs> Bronny James, by the way, is 19. 19th in the rankings. But behind one Trent, on your chart. Behind Trenton Flowers. And he's going to make probably like 10 times more Trenton Flowers will in college. He's going to make t- 10 times more than like. You know, Oscar Sheway is if he comes back to college, it's Bronny James. It's not fair. Yeah, it's too bad. bad. All this, but because of his last name, it's the way it's going to be. I saw Adam Sandler just uh, just tweeted out. Uh, he was our boss, Troy, and his wife went birthday, and saw him. Yeah. Which it was Troy's birthday yesterday. His wife, his wife has the oh, same crap, birthday. I forgot. That's kind of weird, isn't it? Yeah, and they so they went to see Adam Sandler together mm-hmm. last night, and he just tweeted out Louisville. Finally said it right. I told you every standup uses the pronunciation of the city to start their act in in Louisville. Louisville, finally said it right. You were such nice people. I couldn't get enough of you. Thanks for all the love, and let's do it again. High praise from the Sandman. Where was he at? Is he at the palace? Where Yum was Center. Yum, really? Okay. And apparently, it was pretty. It was like packed. I didn't. I didn't even know he was in town. Like I would have almost considered. I mean, first of all, they're all going to laugh at you. CD is was. I mean, is in like the top ten like comedy CDs of all time. Do they make comedy albums anymore? Yeah. Okay, I didn't know. I mean, and that one is. I mean. I loved it. I mean, I listened to that thing over and over and over. Right up there with, you know, Bigger, Badder, Blacker, Chris Rock, and, and Richard, a couple of Richard Pryors I can't say the name of. I'm just saying there's the a dude in the crowd last night who's just straight up dressed like Matt Foley from <laughs> I am 35, divorced. Yeah, it's based on a real person, too. Is it really? Yeah, it's, it's somebody I think he knew was in the uh, second... Um, Second audition, or whatever that is. Second, second City. Second City, yeah. When when Farley was in Second City, it was based on somebody he was there with in oh, Chicago. It's kind of sad. Uh, I mean, everything's based on somebody at some point. I and mean, then there's probably somebody doing a comedy skit based on me right now. I don't even know. They're making millions, probably thanks to. And then Troy let us know that Rob Schneider was o- helping open for him and like sang and like had a, has a glorious voice. When he said that, I thought you mean opening the doors. No, he was <laughs> he was an usher. He's working, still working. <laughs> Rob Schneider as a stapler. <laughs> Rob Schneider. And he's about to find out that being three ain't a world of glee. Is there a good Rob Schneider movie? Uh, oh. I feel like there's one that I kind of liked at some point, but I, maybe I'm thinking of something else. I mean, I haven't. <laughs> I mean, he's, what was that? There's the one where he does the Freaky Friday. There's no way. Man, these are bad. The ones that are popping up are not good. I guess he does a lot of voice acting these days because these are all like animated films. <laughs> I mean, Deuce Bigelow, Grown Ups, Bench Warmers. Deuce Bigelow, I didn't hate. Okay, that's, that's the level we're setting. That's at. where we're setting it. That's where that's where the bar is. Well, that's the case. In well, he's he in the Water Boy. 
oh great, we suck again. He was that guy. <laughs> he oh he was one of his first movies. He was the comp. He was the uh, unnecessary roughness. He was the radio guy who sits there all alone because oh. remember there's a media blackout and he's the only one up there. He's like, congratulations to Blake, who's the only one alive the last time the Beatles were together. He also was a mean guy in Home Alone too, working at the hotel. Yes, yeah, that that I'm looking at his his Nestor Reference is the second movie, Home Alone two is uh, third movie ever. Both good movies. Yeah, uh, Waterboy's good. Okay, you know what? I'll give him. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna give him my number one right now. I don't know if you've seen this movie or not. Down Periscope. I like that. Was it the I he plays Frazier. he play, yeah Kelsey Grammer Kelsey Grammer. I need a man with a tattoo on his penis. Well, coincidentally enough, sir, you've got that man. Uh, <laughs> I like Down Periscope. That was a funny movie. He plays the uh, the the nerdy guy they 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 throw off the the boat because he was like all about uh, the rules and thought he deserved better and yada yada. That, that that's my number one for me. Um, are you ready for some quick breaking again, golf I'm news? Think a bar very high there on that one. <laughs> oh yeah, give me some breaking golf news. Tiger Woods. Tiger, Tiger Woods, y'all. He's having another ankle surgery. Aww. Him playing any of the majors the rest of the season is now in doubt. Mark Steinberg says there's no timetable for his return. Quote, the first goal is to recover and lead a much more enjoyable day-to-day life. It's sad, but like, it's also not shocking. He was limping pretty badly in the Masters, and then he had to pull out, um, which sucked. But, yeah, it's, it's not good for golf. I'm not the biggest Tiger fan in the world, but clearly sucks for golf to not have him playing the majors. I mean, is he just hanging on just and praying that he's going to try to? Because how many does he need to the the beat Nicholson's like uh, Nicholas? I think he's two behind. I mean, he hasn't he been like two behind for like a decade? Well, he won the Masters. He's three behind. He won the Masters. You know, after yeah, that's the long I mean. drought in twenty seventeen. Like when the whole Perkins thing happened back in 08, he was still like four behind then. I think, and he was already starting to fade. Yeah, it's. I don't think there's any real hope of him. Twenty nineteen was when he won the Masters. I don't think there's really any hope of him catching. I guess maybe there's there, it's 18 is Nicholas, 15 is Tiger. It was like a foregone conclusion for so long that he was going to obliterate that record. Oh yeah, and then 08 happened. And he, he hit the, well, he hit the, and he was already kind of hitting a wall a little bit. I think in 08, when you say before the Perkins stuff, he was slowing down maybe at that point somewhat. What do you mean Perkins stuff? The Perkins waitress and the whole wife, oh, the Thanksgiving. I don't day. remember it being a Perkins waitress. Yeah, it was that was one of the women's he was like he got caught with was the waitress from Perkins. The women's. Yeah. I remember it was Thanksgiving Eve. It was Thanksgiving Eve. We were watching Maui. Oh, yeah. I remember doing the show the next day on the radio. Uh, Yeah, and he threw the golf club through the window and and so on and so forth. I mean, he was... Forced by Brooks became famous overnight. I mean, he was at the height of his powers almost in 2008. Was he? Okay. I couldn't remember. He won two majors that year. He won one in 07. He won two in 06. Like, he was still very, very relevant. But it was... I think it was the combination of that and then just the injuries piling up. Like, he... Was doing all that weird Navy SEAL stuff that was wrecking his body. Like it was just. Dude. Yeah, he had like multiple surgeries. I know after the Thanksgiving stuff, like it was his shoulders, especially his yeah. back, and because he used to. Uh, also, I remember talking to like my brother was big into golf, and he knew a, a, a pro. And we were talking to him, and he was like, "Tiger won't last until he's into like his forties. He swings too hard. He's like, he's, his shoulders are going to give out. I don't know if that's what happened, but it clearly, he also got way too big in like bodybuilding, like counterproductive weight work, and. I don't know all that stuff, but I mean, if you're Tiger at this point, do you just—I mean, are, are you are you just doing this just in hopes of catching Nick Jack? And if so, and it's probably out of the question. I mean, at this point, do you just want to just retire? He's spoken more in terms of like, like, even as recently as two, three years ago, especially after he won the Masters in 2019, it was kind of like cocky. Tiger was still around. Like, I'm going to play forever. I'm going to 
you know, I'm, I, I can, I'm going to shatter. And now, like, he even said before Augusta, like, he's like, you do take an extra look around because you're not sure when, like, how many more times you're going to be back here. Like, he seems to kind of, for the first time, I think, see the writing on the wall that this is just, he's never going to get back to, like, the realm of, of where he once was. Like, if you're in your, like, early 20s or something, like, watching Tiger as a golf fan, like, it's hard. I mean, it's, it's almost kind of like, Mind-blowing to explain to me how dominant this guy was for a decade. Yeah, I mean, I, I talked about going to the 2000... I mean, because the last 15 years... It was the third been... major he won that year. Yeah. Unbelievable. Like, he just, he dominated. He, I mean... He I remember the... I remember the sports center and him and his... Him coming on through Stanford and seeing all the stories. Yeah. And... He won the U.S. Open at, at Pebble Beach. He was the only player under par. I think he was, what, 18 under par? It was, it was just it's unbelievable. What he used to do is just... I mean, he made 156 consecutive cuts. That's just... Is that impressive? It's unbelievable. It's unreal. Record, yeah. I mean, he holds like yeah. He's he was unreal for a long stretch, and then I think he'll he'll. People are always going to kind of wonder what if a lot of stuff happened. And he's always going to be up there with with Palmer and and, and Jack, and I think is like oh yeah the, for sure yeah is the is the 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 Mount Rushmore of golf legends. Thank you for that. Using that term on sports radio, I really do. <laughs> I know you do. It's like one of the few things like I would like walk out of a show for. It's like I'm done. <laughs> you gonna do Mount Rushmore radio? No, I hate it. <laughs> it's your Mount Rushmore of Mount Rushmores. <laughs> Who would you put on Mount Rushmore? <laughs> uh, let's talk about the NFL draft real quickly. Woo! It, it, it cheered me up. <laughs> it is uh, one week away from the, the 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 first round of the draft, and Trevor's excited. Well, it's one week tomorrow. I think it's on the first. The, oh, I thought it was Wednesday for some. No, night one Thursday, because uh, they do night one Thursday night, night two Friday night, and they cram like rounds four through seven on Saturday and Sunday. Okay, so eight days away from the first round of the NFL draft. That's enough. Draft, yeah, we're, we're in the we're in the ballpark. I'm in the ballpark. You're right. Um, we're now we're, we're excited about who the I mean, Panthers are going to take number one. Is it going to be Bryce Young? Is it going to be C.J. Stroud? Who's it going to be? Who are the Lions going to take at pick six? Probably going to be someone who underachieved, but that's that, that's fine. I mean, I'm We've drafted sure, better recently. I mean, not only that, like, who are they going to take at six? The Eagles drafted 10, not too long after you. And what I'm curious <laughs> about is for both your team and mine, I mean, where does Jalen Carter fall to at this point? I mean, how far is the guy who was con- considered a consensus top two pick up until, you know, just a few months ago? From a Louisville perspective, there's going to be more interest in this draft, not in the first round, but in the, the second two days than I think we probably thought for most of the year because you've got now, after some big pro day performances, after some big combine performances, you've gotten the latest CBS Sports mock draft, which just came out today, five Louisville players being drafted, which I would not have guessed at any point during this offseason or during the actual season. Uh, CBS has Yaya Diaby going in the third round. I can see that. He, to Washington. He had a big, big, big combine performance. Him and Caleb Chandler, I can see his third or fourth rounders. They've got Keechel Clark going in the fifth round to the Lions, who have famously mm-hmm. yep. never drafted a Louisville Cardinal. Only team in the NFL that have never drafted a Louisville Cardinal. Nope. They've got Yasir Abdullah going in the sixth round okay. to Patriots. They've got Malik Cunningham going in the seventh round to Washington. And then they've got Marshawn Ford going in the seventh round to the Chiefs. Now, this is... I mean, Yasir Abdullah, who got a lot of love also on the combine, this is, he's not even one of the guys being included here, which is interesting. Tyon Evans got a little bit of love. 
he's not being included here. No, yeah, running backs are hard to. I mean, he's he's a dime a dozen when it comes to his sets, his skill level. And yeah, but he, but again, like he got love after the combine because of the whatever the, not the forty, but the the other things that he did were impressive apparently. And you mentioned Caleb Chandler. Um, not here. So you've got three guys that have been talked about that aren't even included in this top five. Caleb Chandler at one point was considered a late, late second round pick. Yeah, that size was was great, yeah. but he is he he has faded. But it sounds like we're going to get multiple Louisville players taken in this draft, and that's gonna be fun to follow. I'm excited to see which ones hear their name called, uh, where they end up going. But it, it looks like those se- those second two days, we're gonna have multiple guys who we saw play the last couple of years get selected. I hate to be a Debbie Downer to you, but you you might you might see them get drafted. Or you probably won't, but you won't hear their names either because those rounds where these guys are going. I'm aware. How it's, it works. it's the point of the draft where you're. We're at not commercial. being literal here, Trevor. Yeah, it's, it's just... the point of the draft where the commercial is saying pick is in, and you see a name go across the bottom of the screen while you're watching a uh, you know a commercial for car insurance or something. So it's which I hate. I wish they'd still stick with it, but I know it's just so hard to do because the draft picks are like two minutes apart at that point. But yeah, it goes rapid fire. Yeah. I hope to see them all get picked up. I hate to see that many go to Washington for for the record, but yeah, who knows? It, yeah, mock drafts aren't exactly an exact science. But I mean, yeah, both both defensive players I could see, and yeah, yeah, and and I could see them going because of just their skill set as well with the the NFL's just obsession with you know the 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 transition from putting your hand up and putting your hand down at that outside linebacker defensive end position is. Is very well, Keto Clark's the other one. He's he's the second player they have taken. He's a cornerback. He's corner safety though, isn't he? I mean, he can he's a corner. Is he played corner? But he can be a safety too, right? I don't think so. I mean, what's his measurements kind of have more safety feel to him. I don't think anybody's talking about him in those terms that I've seen. So we'll see. Be wrong. We'll see where he ends up. Hopefully, Detroit. Love CBS. Let's make it happen. Do I mean one time lines? Detroit, Detroit needs secondary help. We've sucked for so long. And this is one of those things that's out there. Maybe, just maybe there's something to it. Just take a Louisville player. Just see how it feels. Just a little bit. Just see what happens. <laughs> how your friends are doing it. <laughs> uh, the, also, the text line re- reminds us that... Uh, I screwed there, something up, right? No, no, no. Is this one of the movies that you haven't seen? Because they're, uh, they're all saying Surf Ninjas is the best Rob Schneider movie, which I did forget about Surf Ninjas. Okay, I have not seen Surf Ninjas. Surf Ninjas was a classic night. It was right there with like in the Three Ninjas realm. I never saw really Three Ninjas either. Three Ninjas Kickback. No, no. Yeah, I was already like thirteen or fourteen when that came out. I think, and I was kind of like, yeah, no, thank you. Yeah, it was right in my wheelhouse. I was like eight yeah. or nine. It was. I know the movie. I just it was. I was at the Rocky yeah. loves Emily. Rocky <laughs> loves Emily. It was. Cl- I mean, classic. No. Spider was in Surf Ninjas though. I don't remember yet, so I'm not gonna pass. I'm still standing by Down Periscope. I find Down. I like Down. The Down Down Periscope might be the one movie he's actually in that he has a more than like one line in it. That's I think is an actual funny movie in general. I like Down Periscope. Yeah, I it's mean, been forever since I've seen it. I don't remember much about it, but I do remember liking it. It's got the fat guy from Herman's Head, um, Lauren Holly from the one that was dating Jim Carrey from Dumb and Dumber. Oh yeah, she's in it. She plays the 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 woman on. Um, and then, of course, Kelsey Grammer being Bruce Stern is the bad guy. He's the the villain. So it's it's a funny movie. It's it's like what they I think they w- thought were hoping Mikhail's Navy would be, but wasn't. Mikhail's Navy. Was I don't think I ever saw that. That's that's based off a television show with Tom Arnold. It was bad. It was really bad. We've got uh, Kevin Sweeney from Sports Illustrated handing out college basketball offseason coaching hires. Notable quick hires right here. We'll funnel through this quickly. Georgia Tech hired Damon Stoudemire who's made some big-time assistant hires since then, gives him a B. Who's the hired assistant? Why is he got the guy from Rutgers who's like the 
he's won everywhere he's gone. Like he's the defensive specialist. When Pykele brought him over, they really started hitting their stride. Okay. Um, and he also they were got, a defensive team the last couple of years. Yeah, he like wherever that guy has gone, the defense has been very very good. Why is that guy not head coach then by now? Yeah, because he was at one point. He was coach of George Washington. And he he kind of sucked. Oh, okay, just one of the guys, like, classic assistant mode. Like, I got gotcha, you. There's some guys you. who just fit that. That you're, you're right. They're right, better right. assistants. Uh, I can't remember his name though. Uh, Notre Dame, Micah Shrewsbury. Mike Jarvis. No, not, not, not Mike <laughs> that Jarvis. George Washington coach. <laughs> not Mike Jarvis. Uncle uh, Phil. <laughs> he looked like Uncle Phil. Did he? Mike Jarvis? Oh, yeah. Look him up. He looks like Carl Uncle Phil. Carl Hobbs is the guy from, from Rutgers. Who? Carl Hobbs. He's okay. the assistant who came over with Sotomayor at Georgia Tech. Uh, Micah Shrewsbury from Penn State going to Notre Dame. They give it higher in A-, which I think is that's a very good hire for Notre Dame for sure. Syracuse, Adrian Autry, B minus. I think that may be. We may look back on that as being generous, but we'll see. Yeah, I like the, I like Notre Dame's higher than that more than that one for sure. Uh, Texas Rodney Terry, they give a C for keeping Rodney Terry. I kind of agree. With that. I'm not big on the Rodney Terry thing. Georgetown, I mean, I... Ed Cooley, they give an A. Am I the only one that just doesn't love Ed Cooley? St. John's Rick Pitino, they give an A. That that's deserving. Anything less than A would have been stupid there. Cal, Mark Madsen. They give an A minus. I mean, just because he can't do any worse than what Mike Parkbox did. Ole Miss Chris Beard. They give a C. Oh, that 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 is that is letting your your bias take advantage. He does say it. He said that said this hire can't be evaluated on only basketball. Yeah, that's while, yeah, while charges clear. were dismissed, Beard's arrest on felony domestic violence charges in December and the accompanying police report. Will follow him for the remainder of his career. Those details call into question Beard as a leader of young men, still the most important attribute in a college coach. You give Beard any grade less than A minus there, then you are obviously you, you, you your opinions are skewed, and I don't think I can trust anything else you say because clearly you have you, you have a biased opinion towards stuff and aren't giving me legitimate journalistic talk. Uh, my wife just texted me. They're on, I think they're on the way to soccer. It's Virginia Soccer Day. Oh yeah, you want to get a little early Virginia today? wants me. Uh, she says she wants. Mary to call into the show and tell Trevor that you're invited to her next birthday. Am I? You're invited. I got her birthday her birthday card here still. From, yeah, the thank you note. Yeah. Yeah. It's been sitting here, Brian. It's been a year now it's been sitting here. He's coming. He's coming, Virginia. Trevor, when is, when Trevor is, will be there. When's her birthday party? Not till September. We've got a lot of birthday talk recently. I don't know what's happening. You're going to have to remind me closer to the date. <laughs> we're, we're, for the last like week, she's gotten, you know, kids will do this where like they get fixated on birthdays. Like she's big, big on. I believe it. Yeah. I'm going to get a frozen cake. Like you can get oh, me yeah. this. This person can get me this. We're going to do that. And I'm like, cool. We'll talk about it. You've, We've got five months until you know, her birthday. I've got her card still on my, on my fridge. I showed her that the, the, your Easter invitation, my Easter party. invitation, my stickers. It's on my fridge. My mom was like, "What is this on the fridge?" <laughs> one sticker on a, on a it's got piece three, of, I think. Yeah. Well, that must have been a big one because I think the one that I got had one Bell from Beauty and well, the sticker on I'm, it. I'm better. Yeah, you I, are. Virginia for listening, sweetheart. I will be there. No, uh, you can't let it go. I will be. I will be at your birthday party. I'm supposed to listen to the show. Usually, it's frozen songs constantly. On the on the radio. Oh, you got to rewind. Well, I guess I was waiting for the tape to rewind, but how old am I? <laughs> Do you have a, a favorite Frozen song, Trevor? I only know Let It Go. That's Look, the haters will say... I don't know anything. I couldn't name you any... I couldn't even tell you a lyric from the song. The haters will say you can't choose the most popular song. as the be- It's the best song from Frozen. Now, I did... Love is an open door is a close second. I, I did notice I was watching a, a Big Bang rerun the other day. And they made a point to, they were arguing over Frozen and they said that like 
the movie they had the song written and recorded and actually based the plot of the movie around the song because they love the song so much. Song's great. It's a great song. Which is kind of weird to do, right? People, my my dad friends, they all they try to hype up. There's so much heat around. Um, uh, do you want to build a snowman? It's overrated. It, people they'll try to tell you it's the best song. It's not. Love is an open door is close second, and then deep cut. People are better than reindeers. Said improperly on purpose. <laughs> Is a great. It's only like a minute long. Do I need to watch Frozen? You should watch Frozen's great. Now there, there, there's there's Frozen one, there's Frozen two, there's Frozen three out yet. Uh, I just know Frozen two. Okay. Frozen two. Yeah. But Frozen two's been out already. It's already. Like, oh yeah. Dude. But I can go to Disney Plus and watch Frozen one, right? Oh, you can. Mary said that Virginia said Trevor said let it go. Let it go. And her face lit up. Let it go. Texas says this is going to be Trevor's second cool party kid party. <laughs> <laughs> It's happening. It's going and down. He, I laugh, but it's not far. September fifth. I don't know. Down. My my I had, my seventh and eighth grade birthday parties were pretty popular too, though. The eighth grade one was the the one the, the sleepover one where I got the nunchucks and we watched Bloodsport and look who's talking in my aunt's basement. Yeah, my buddy got his like nose broken because we were doing Bloodsport down in the, in the basement. That was a good one. That was a good party. Texas says. <laughs> I'm just picturing all the golfers now entering the black iron gates of Valhalla, the Kentucky bluegrass glistening in all its glory, the dogwoods and cherry cheese showing off in all their magnificence, and as each golfer makes the trek up the drive, each and every golfer is greeted by Trevor like the little person in Happy Gilmore's dream riding <laughs> upon a noble steed. I was Trevor that, waving and smiling at each of everyone. I he's going to call me like an oversized tattoo from Fantasy Island. The is, golf course, boss. The golf course. This is a great, this is a great image. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll get to the text line. Five hundred two. Does it rank above me going through the windshield, flying through the air, in my cracking? Both, shirt? both are fantastic <laughs> visions. That and you also roller skating with a cape on. Is up. Where did that roller? When did that? Oh, that was Kenny Payne. That was that, that was, was like when Kenny Payne. When did you put me in a cape and roller? Skating? The guy who used to always text about everybody wearing a cape. He just wanted people to wear capes, which I I laughed at every single time. I'm laughing at it now. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll uh, take some text and wrap up the show here at 502-414-1450, the Thornton Sex Line. It's the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 and 96.1, the Big X. Easy come, easy go, will you let me go? Bismillah, no, we will not let you go. Let me go. Bismillah, we will not let you go. Let me go. Bismillah, we will not let you go. I love the fact that Mike Myers is the... You and I both both had issues with the Bohemian Rhapsody movie. Uh, I mean, it was okay. I just didn't like... I thought they were a little loose with facts and timelines. I, I still I love the fact that they had Mike Myers and that like oh. wink, the wink wink nod nod yeah. scene where he's like nobody's going to and like of course it's famous because this this movie brought Bohemian Rhapsody back oh. made it like the number one song in the Billboard Top 100 out of nowhere. I'm saying I'm, I'm ashamed maybe to say it. I can I was only like 11 when this movie. Oh, was. I didn't know about it until I, I, I knew Queen was. 
I don't think I even, I mean, I was like eight, nine when I was watching Wayne's World and falling in love with it. I don't know if I knew Queen. I knew Queen only just because my mom and like the guy, she was, she was dating a musician at the time. He's like in a band. And um, his name was John. And like, he was, I, he would, he, he was a big Queen guy. So like, yeah, so I knew like Queen, I knew Zeppelin, I knew Pink Floyd, I knew like some basic, but like, did I know that song? No. I did not know Bohemian Rhapsody until that movie. Like, I think it was years down the line when I watched Wayne's World, like, for the fifth or sixth time when I realized, like, I, didn't, I don't think I even knew what the reference was when they were, like, a little Bohemian Rhapsody. I thought it was just, like, a, a phrase. Like, I don't think I even knew that, that that was the name of the song that they were playing until I got a little bit older. And then I fell in, love, fell in love with Queen and fell in love with Freddie and uh, still am in love with, with Queen and Freddie. I mean, I told you, like, when we were talking about Alice Cooper, like, when I first he came on the screen, I was like, that's Jake the Snake's manager from WrestleMania 3. To this day, eighty-five percent of the things that I know about Alice Cooper, I know from Wayne's World. I'd say that Milwaukee, Milwaukee. Actually, <laughs> that's a common misconception. Uh, I laughed at that so hard. I just remember my mom's wearing, like, "Why do you think that was funny?" I'm like, "I don't know." <laughs> they got on their knees and said they're not worthy. It's funny. So, what, 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 how, what part of that needs to be explained? The guy in makeup that looks like Death knew Mil- was was actually smart. That's I even me who don't even know these characters gets the joke. You know, the weird thing was, I wasn't big into SNL when I saw that movie. So I didn't even, like, grasp it was coming from an SNL no. skit. Because I was stuck in I was 11 years old. I mean, come on. Dude. Hey, Trev, you like Jeff Brom, don't you? I, d- d- does a vampire hate sunlight? Could I interest you in a Jeff Brom pre-spring game radio show tonight? Because it's going down. Seven to eight tonight. Something ain't going down after hearing that news. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> the Fern Creek Roosters uh, at 5338 th- th- Barstown Road. Spit it out. <laughs> 5338 Barstown Road. That rooster is the one in Fern Creek is going to host this radio show. Seven to eight. You can hear it on our sister station, 970 WGTK. Jody Demling will host. Jeff Brown will talk about the team's progress during spring practice and then preview Friday night spring game, which is going down at 7 o'clock at LNN Stadium. Let's get it done. Jeff Brom, the radio shows are starting. We're feeling good. The magic's flowing. This is going to be great. Building the flow. Doing the bull dance. Building the bull dance. Uh, I'm gotta... so excited for football. I'm too. I mean, I just, I mean, between the offense and the, I mean, I don't know. The defense hasn't got me any, like, feeling overexcited, but just, I think more about the, the transfer receivers we got coming in and, and between Thrash and I can't remember the other ones. I was a, is that Kevin a... Coleman. Coleman, thank you. Uh, I can remember where they Cincinnati came from. Cincinnati gets hurt, but that's he's huh? gonna be, this, the, the receiver transfer from Cincinnati's hurt, but okay. he's going to be good too. I mean, By the way, I, Cincinnati's top returning tackler left the team over the weekend. Hmm. I mean, the tight end from the, the the freshman tight end. Do we still even know about Huggins Bruce? He is on the roster, right? Yeah, Jeff Brown was he was he was on Diener's show this morning. And I heard okay. him talk about receiver. He said Huggins Bruce has had a fantastic spring. We spoke to. He was saying that he kind of was implying that the defense was maybe a little bit ahead of the offense at this point, but he said. Um, Friday, the spring game, it's going to be ones versus ones, twos versus twos, and three versus threes. So some people will do like the ones versus twos so they can have like, hey, like our quarterback threw for 6,000 yards and we won, we scored 75 yeah. points, but he's going to have the, the, the first teams are going to go head to head. And he, he pretty much said, you're going to see limited reps from the guys that you know a lot about. Like the, our, our best players, the guys who've been killing it all spring, we know what they can do. Yeah. They're going to be out there for a little bit of time. And then we're going to give most of the reps to the the younger players who need this experience, who need to go through it. So I'm Jack okay Plummer probably out there for a couple series, maybe th- three or four series, and then you'll see a lot of, 
I don't, I, I'm assuming Pierce Clarkson will play. We'll see Caleb Johnson. We kind of want to see, see more of those guys anyway, don't we? I mean, yeah. other not, maybe not as much Brock, no offense. Plumber, I mean, I, I still want to see him True, for the but, first time as a Cardinal. But you you can watch game film from him exactly. in California. Um, the running backs. I mean, you know, we, we know what two of them can do. I'm, I'm anxious to see the other guys. Mm-hmm. So, and all the wide receivers, the young guys, I'm very excited to see them. But it, it's going to be a great night Friday. We'll hear what uh, Jeff Rom has to say tonight about it on the radio show. But it's, look, football's here. I think someone texted the show yesterday uh, and brought up, uh, you mentioned like defense being ahead, I believe. I think uh, Keith did, an, I guess, post on your website about the defense somewhat being in, asking us, our, me and Rashawn, our thoughts on that yesterday. And we were kind of saying, we were like, kind of ex- not surprised. I mean, usually the defense is the one that's usually farther ahead of the, the of the two from the at the beginning to me anyway. Should be, yeah. I mean, you would think, so, yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I'm not surprised that the defense may be ahead. In fact, I'm. I'm okay with it. I'd be more worried maybe if the defense wasn't ahead of the offense at this point, to be honest with you. Yeah, I think that you you, you can spin this either way you want to. It's yeah. how every team does in spring. And it's just, especially with a new system coming in, new coaches coming in, it's usually easier to grasp for the defensive players than it is for the, they're more working parts with the offense, especially when you have a guy like, like Jeff Brom taking over. What time would you say the coach show was? Tonight, 7 to 8. 7 to 8. 7 to 8, 970 WGTK or 93.9 The Ville. And it's going to be out there at the Fern Creek Roosters. Then Friday night, 7 o'clock kickoff. Spring game, football's here. And then it goes away for five months, and then it comes back. That's the way it works. Uh, we've got about 15 minutes here. We'll take as many texts here on the Thornton's text line as we can. 502-414-1450. We probably won't be able to get to all these. You guys have been active today, and that's that's fine. Probably that, I'll be cool. sitting in my car uh, getting weird looks from the janitor at the school across the street. She takes out the trash and answering texting my phone. Texas says the red slide into Trevor's uh, DMs, asks for a shirt size, and he just responds with Kraken. <laughs> Texas says on those coaching grades, Rick Pitino, Mark Madsen, what's the difference? Madsen's a better dancer. Is he? Well, he has the famous clip of him dancing at the Lakers. Oh, I know the clip. I'm just so questioning whether he's a better dancer or not. Texas says, Trevor, I'm pretty sure half of your stories reference a guy that your mom was dating at the time. There are a lot of them. <laughs> what are you trying to say about my mom there, Texter? I don't think that's She's even, a saint. Dorothy Mantooth is a saint. <laughs> No, she didn't. The, the, I almost, almost his last name because I don't know he's out there, but uh, he was younger too. Uh, but she dated him for a while, like went back back when I was like the early nineties. Then of course I told you, I think I've told the story about like the blind date that took took her to the drive-in, and like just gave me money to like, go away. <laughs> he's like, that's that's a good one. Yeah, <laughs> here's a twenty kid. Give me some time alone. I'm like, oh, twenty. What can you do in tw- for a twenty? Thirty now. <laughs> Texture says. Uh, I guess the apple didn't fall far from the tree. It makes sense. L. King can sing because she's Rob Schneider's daughter. I don't know any. I, I know who L. King is. I don't L. Know King is Rob movies. Schneider's daughter. Apparently, I've seen her on. I, I only know her because I saw her, her episode on uh, Daryl's house. I don't know what's what is Daryl's house. Daryl um, from Hall um, oh, Notes. Daryl Daryl Hall. Oh, okay. He does this web show called Daryl's House where he brings in. Um, musicians and they perform hit they perform like these they perform like one or two hall notes song but they mostly perform the musician stuff she is rob schneider's daughter and uh she was on there she was really good on there i didn't know that's who she was though that's crazy texas rob schneider's filmography is so bad he recently went maga to get conservatives to support his new projects he didn't have to support it he just he's just gonna do he's one of like like troy said he also had to get the he's just one of sandler's groups i mean he's He's going to always be in that group. That's how he's going to always make it. And look, don't knock down Periscope. Down Periscope's funny. Necessary Roughness. Again, good movie. 
Texas, I don't watch wrestling, but when I hear TK talk about it, knowing of his love for movies, I wonder if subconsciously he associates it with a condensed form of cinema ripe with subplots and character development. Well, that's I, part of the... I do, and that's just part of the... Yeah, it's the, part of the attraction for wrestling, I think. I mean, the psychological... Watching... I mean, when you can tell a story in a match just from your match and your movements, and, and there are ones out there that can do it and do it well, that's just fun to watch. I mean, yeah. Texas says, uh, have the Lions never had a card on their roster or just not drafted one? No, they've had cards. They've never just drafted one. They've Dwayne had, White played there. He did, yeah. uh, Dwayne. And they've had a few more. Did I say, say his name wrong? I think he said Dwight White. Oh, no. Dwayne, I thought it was Dwayne. Yeah, sorry. You may have. Um, they've had a couple other recently Louisville players. I can't remember. Who. They've had a bunch of Kentucky players. Yeah. That, that they knows. just never drafted Well, them. they still have Logan, Logan Steinberg or the lineman. They did draft him like two years ago from the U.K. At him, they had we had Artus Pinner back in the yeah, day. Yeah, he caught. Yeah, he did. Yep. The closest we've had to draft, I always thought Artus Pinner was an underrated UK running back. He's good. Think, yeah. The closest we've had to drafting, we've had and we actually just re-signed him. We had Jalen Reeves Maven, uh, Marcus's son, on the team. For, oh yeah, for, for a bunch. He played a big role in special teams for a while. Left. They just re-signed him before this year. So we were signed a bunch of guys that we used to have uh, before this season. We're just a mix of the 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 past and the present coming together. To be great lions. That's so crazy that you can only name like like two not, not drafted, but just two that's even played there really. Yeah, it's been I mean, don't get me wrong, the Eagles aren't really much better. I mean, we've only drafted Marcus Smith and I mean well, not take it back, we did draft David A. Well, we didn't draft David, we signed him because he went to the World League. Oh. And we signed him as a he was actually his first two years with us, wasn't even our kicker, he just did kickoffs only. And uh Gary Anderson was our kicker, and then he took over after two years. Uh, Texas says, tell Trevor that Leslie Nielsen is in Surf Ninjas and he'll watch it. Well, I like, well, I mean, post, I mean, post airplane, Leslie Nielsen just did anything that was corny. I mean, the guy did spent, spent like did six vignettes trying to find the undertaker at one time for WB and it was awful. Texas, stop the Lions slander. Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell are great. It's not like I'm a Lions fan. If you're not aware, but I, I'm allowed to slander because I'm self-deprecating. I think you're going to take a step back, letting a guy like Deuce, your offense is going to get take a hit. You think so? I hope so. I don't know. I I know the guy. I know that you all run that more spread offense is what Deuce wanted to run, and I know that's not what Dan wants to do, but it was by far more successful last year for you. So it'll be it worked well second half for sure. And who they bring in? They yeah the the guy I forget who the guy they brought in. Who did they bring in the new offensive coordinator? Or I don't remember his name. Deuce technically wasn't offensive coordinator last year. I think he was like co-offensive coordinator, wasn't he? Uh, well, they have. He was like running backs coach. Well, co- ben Johnson's coach. the offensive coordinator. Yeah, yeah. He's back. I mean, he's because yeah. he got targeted by a bunch of teams after they they had that great game against the Packers. Yeah, I think Deuce was your associate head coach slash running backs coach is what his role was. I yeah. believe. Uh, yeah, because keeping Ben Johnson was a big deal for Campbell. Uh, Texture says instead of walking a mile if the Avs win, TK should have to stop relating everything in all caps to movie situations for a week on. No. End. My entire life is based off movies and television. It's going to be impossible for him to do. Yeah, I can't. Sorry. Texas says, where's Karan Davis in the top 100 update? Well, he's a Juco. I know you're making a joke, but Juco's won't be in the kinda class in, of 2023. Kills the rankings. joke, doesn't it? He's not even eligible. Yeah, exactly. So suck on that. Texas says, I'm starting to worry about guards. Why can't we convince transfers <laughs> really? to come in here? Head scratcher. <laughs> now, on April 19th, 2023, you're just now worried about guards. <laughs> Common thing. I thought, I thought I had punctuality issues. <laughs> Texas guys, I'm listening from an effing airplane right now. Look at us. Are you really? Look at us. Get into the airplanes. Bum da bum da bum da bum bum bum. 
Texas TK referred to Tucson as a mini meth lab last week. <laughs> Maybe TK should pass that info on to Carter Bryant to persuade him to come to meth-free Louisville. The reality of this decision is that Tommy Lloyd is 61 and 11 in his two years coaching at Arizona, and KP is four and 28, and probably only winning 15 games this year without a couple more major additions. It won't matter in the long run because if KP gets fired after this year, kids will decommit. Did I call it a mini meth town? I think that you did. <laughs> not be nice to say. Texas TJ. I mean, I bet on Louisville's better. So. Texas TJ. What's the hate around? What's with the hate around Matt Jones? He has his faults for sure, but did something come up with you and him when you worked for KSR? Well, they hate each other. Yeah, I just think they just didn't get along working together. Just, I, I was just joking. I didn't realize that that was legit. <laughs> well, I didn't think it was that. It was more. I mean, he also got a a, a good offer after he just he started there, and then got a, and then got a. a I don't want to say a better offer, but a you know a better decision, a better choice and decision. And went with that. Texas, no way to validate an account on Twitter is real. Fox settled its Dominion lawsuit. Let the Trump twenty twenty four campaign begin. All right, have we given up on the Trump going to jail thing yet? Texas, oh no, you know he's not going to go to jail, right? I don't think so. But I mean, I know he's not. But okay, it's thirty four felonies. That's great. I mean, but yeah, but they'll, they'll, they'll bring up the big number. Just they'll, it'll, that'll get dwindled down probably when it's all said and done, I would think. Find out. I mean, when I did my jury duty, by the time we actually went to like go into the jury room, they had dwindled down some of the charges. Texas, that was from one of our insiders, and I usually listen to the podcast, but are trying to catch you live now. Shallow How isn't that great, by the way? That's the guy who texted in the, the Bryant going to Arizona. Oh, okay. who texted him for the first time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you don't like Shallow, that's fine. I'm not going to hate again. I, I feel like people thinking I put it like on this pedestal of greatness because I just got aggravated. You won't watch it. You it aggravates me because you'll sit there and even admit you like down Periscope, but can't like a, accept to even give Shao Hao the time of day. But again, the difference is I watched all these movies when they came out. Shao Hao came out. But you can still years go ago. back and watch. I've got no in. Like, I, I want to watch more things that come out that have been out in like the last few years. Well, I've got no interest in. I had no interest in Shao Hao when it came out. I don't have any interest twenty two years later. Well, there's that many good. We're so lacking in good comedies over the last ten years. You need to go back to those days and watch. I don't think Shao Hao is a good comedy based on what the text line and what everybody else has said. <laughs> Are you going to trust the text line and everyone else in the world? Yes. Over me? Yes. You're such a bad friend. Texas says, TK been smoking a full-grown cactus this week to show Carter cactus vaping ain't safe, bro. Come to the bill. Smoke a full cactus? Is that a slang term now? I don't know. I don't know. Is that a new term? <laughs> Smoking cactus? I was, no offense, but I thought that was, I think that's kind of dirty. Texas is not sure if he was drafted, but the Eagles signed Wiley Brown. Oh, don't get Trevor started on Wiley Brown. He hates Wiley Brown. I don't He hate. wasn't a true Eagle. He never. He was only on the practice squad. He was never you on the him. official roster. You hate him. <laughs> I told him the one time I met him, the first thing I asked him was about the cheerleader hall. People. <laughs> Duke's face in the day. He was like, what are you Texas says, uh, pretty much the world will be making fun of anybody with a blue check tomorrow, how the, the turns have tabled. I mean, oh, you're going to make fun of somebody because they paid for it? I mean, I'm I mean, not going to make fun of them. I will quietly judge you. Yeah, but in some cases, like, you you almost had to do it just so people would they can believe will believe you, I guess. Yeah, but the, I mean, these, I'm talking about the people who have, like, 12 followers. and like Oh, yeah, check. if you got 12 followers blue check, then, yeah, you're getting mobbed. Because the, new, the reason why you yeah. do it is because you're – like if you click on a tweet now, they're elevating the people who pay for the subscription to have like the they'll be the first response yeah, that you see. That's that's no, the whole thing. Yeah, th- if that's the case, yeah, that's like uh, 
It's like that's like Tommy Chong when he put like the uh, the Mercedes Benz uh, grill on the front of a of, of a Bumblebee bu- uh, uh, car. Yeah, people will do that. They'll buy like, just like the, the head, that's but that's the what that is. Like you're, if you're putting a blue check on, you got like 13 followers. That's what you're pretty much doing, and that that just makes you just look sad. Person. If you're like if you're doing it to try to promote a a business or, or something, that's one thing. Like, like yes, I, I, I'm with you. Like, I, I guess, but I can see it. But if you're just like some dude or some woman who just wants to have people pay attention to you, and you know, you, I just, I don't. I, yeah, like, like if you're like, a, and if you're like a reporter or legitimate, like you know, news person or how, and you want to have, then you pay and have it put on there because you've got like you know, seventy two thousand followers, and I'm not gonna be mad at you for paying eight dollars to have your blue check back. You probably need it, but yeah, if you're somebody that has like. My collection of followers, like that'd be that be the equivalent of me being pathetic, paying for a blue check. Personally, now I want you to do it. I kind of want you to now. Texas, <laughs> Texas says maybe Nolan Smith just really liked running the point for the B team in practice and is not willing to give that spot up. That's why we're not signing any guards. <laughs> I don't think his eligibility left. Right, he played four years. Well, he was pretty in practice. Did he get a COVID year? Maybe. <laughs> uh, Texas says Southern High School still has a public batting cage. So then he had, a, he had a good field back in the day. We played a bunch of tournaments back in the day. Man, I don't now I'm torn between my wanting to love to go to the batting cage and my hatred of having to drive away to the south end. Texas says Shell has a B minus comedy at best. I'll be I'll take that. I agree. B minus is about right for the grade. I'll give, I'll give it that. I'll accept that that judgment. Texas if 12 followers guy makes a good point and has a great idea. Do they get dismissed versus 75k followers guy with an average point idea? I mean, I mean, more people see the 75K guy's idea, I guess. I guess. I don't know. I mean, it's Twitter. How good of a, an idea are you really looking for? Yeah, just just, just tell me. I mean, if you're on Twitter looking for good ideas, you're, you're, you've you've Just made, hit me with a penis. You've shit. made a mistake just right off the on. bat. Yeah. Texas, another Trevorism. He said, damn, Periscope is funny. I didn't catch that. Did I say, well, I mean, yeah, I meant down, yeah. But damn also works. It's damn funny. It's damn funny. It's <laughs> damn <laughs> I still quote parts from that movie and do things from that movie to this day. Uh, real quick tonight, uh, NBA, we've got three games. We'll pick one of them. Oh, okay. by the way, I won't count the Philadelphia-Brooklyn game. You're 7-0 and I'm 0-7. Do we both get the Sixers we right? Went, well, we, we remember we didn't count that because we knew that was too easy of a game to pick. So 8-0. The other, who was the other game? Was uh, Minnesota? No, it was uh, the Kings game. The Kings game. You picked, I, I said I'm picking Golden State. You picked Sacramento. Yeah. Go up to yeah. So we I've not missed a playoff game prediction yet, and unbelievable. We're not counting the Kings, so you'll, I'm zero seven. You're seven. I mean, not counting the Sixers. You're seven. I'm 0. basically an NBA insider at this point. <laughs> I need left coast job, <laughs> uh, but we'll pick the. This is a tough one. Lakers Grizz tonight, game two. The Lakers lead the series one zero. There is an even spread for this game. The Grizz are the host team. Uh, TK, who you got? Seven thirty TNT. Is John Morant playing? Yes. Is Anthony Davis playing? I assume so. I mean, he might start the game. Then he's going to finish it. Uh, I'm going to go. Good Lord, I got to get something right here. I'm 0 for 7. You know what? Why break the streak? Let's go Lakers. Bust it for me. They get my first win. By the time LeBron does something to benefit me. I hate LeBron. I'm going Lakers too. I don't, I, one of the streaks is going to get broken This is the first here. time you've ever agreed with me, other than the Philadelphia, I which we don't count. Sixers. Yeah, I agree with you. Well, we didn't Sixers, count yeah. that because no, Brooklyn has no business in the tournament playoffs anyway. Right. Go Lakers. Keep me undefeated. Everyone have a fantastic Wednesday night. Jeff Brom Radio Show coming your way 7 to 8 on 970 WGTK. We'll react to that tomorrow. We'll see you guys back here at 3 o'clock. You ready to headbang? Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it.